is AEW successful? Why is Tony Khan running his promotion better than Vince McMahon and Bruce Pritchard are running Monday night and Friday night? Long-term booking. guys thank you so very much for joining me right here on off the script this is your wednesday night dynamite as jesse's having problems already man i don't know why you come here bro you're already messing up my intro apparently jesse's not even in the fucking stream here we go let me add him there he is. I see him. I see him now. I don't know what are you. What are you doing over there, man? I don't. I don't even have. I don't even have you on screen yet. You're already fucking pissing me off, ladies and gentlemen. You don't you. check your phone much, do you, bro? My phone is over there, man. Yeah, my phone is over there. There you go. Okay. Good thing hey. I have the controls right in front of me, man. Nobody's seen the fuck up that you already did within the first fifteen seconds. It froze. I had to refresh the screen, and I said, "I text you. I said, hey, check Streamyard, bro. I had to refresh it." And you were like, nope, nope, I'm going to blame Jesse for Man, how can, I, how can I check StreamYard, man, when I'm driving to the venue? Oh, my God. Kayfabe, kayfabe. No, no. Listen, kayfabe. Can't, can't do it, man. Can't How's do it going on the NYC, bro? Uh, listen, man, it's good. It's good. Uh, everything is good. Uh, weather is uh, fucking crazy over here. One minute it's sunny. One minute it's raining. Uh, no, right? did, 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 did the gym today. I was in the gym for a couple of hours with my guy today. Feeling good. Feeling stronger every week. And uh, I'm excited, man. I'm excited. Wrestling is a great fucking sport, man. I love pro wrestling, and tonight was a damn good show, man. I would say a tremendous AEW Dynamite tonight. All guns are blazing, bro, to uh, Toronto and Forbidden Door, and the first stop is going to be Chicago on Saturday night. Seems like Tony Khan's got uh, something cooking up in the lab over there, bro, in Jacksonville. He he did exactly what I wanted him to do, man. I, I said this on Twitter today. Tony Khan, first priority tonight, needs to announce matches for Forbidden Door. We got that. And announce matches for Collision, because I don't want to go into this thing blind. If you want to kind of uh, surprise people in the weeks to come, that's fine. But not for the debut episode, man. I want a nice itinerary. I want to to see what's happening. And he uh, cooked up a a whole card for us, man. I'm fucking, I'm I'm, I'm excited. I'm really excited. Can't be mad, man. There's a lot going on. I got a feeling this summer. It's going to be a big summer for pro wrestling, at least for me, man. Like you said, we got Forbidden Door. You know, I mean, I'm not all that excited about Collision, but we'll see what's going on. Wait wait a minute. It. Wait a minute, bro. You're not excited about Cody and uh, Dominic over there at uh, Money in the Bank. Are they facing each other? Yeah, it's official, yeah. Oh, we know it's going to win that one, right? Yeah, you're not excited about Cody and Lesnar, man. Four months now, no story, no explanation. Wait, they're doing that again? Yeah, SummerSlam. <laughs> well, what'd you think? What'd you think they were gonna do, man? You thought you thought you're gonna get Roman and Cody at SummerSlam? Come on, something interesting, something different. No. Cody's been gone for like a decade. They can't Co- come Co- Co- Cody's got the, bi- the bionic arm, man. He's fucking. Uh, he's got Lex Luger with the fucking nine plates in his elbow. Oh my god, I feel like there could be fuse up the woo for this guy right now. He's been stuck to the last what two people. 
He's had Roman and Brock. Everyone else has been like filler matches in between here and there. Now listen, I don't know what to tell you. Triple H ain't cooking anything up over there. I mean, he can't. Vince McMahon is uh, too heavy-handed in the kitchen. I saw a report um, uh, from Fightful. I think it was yesterday or something like that, that Vince was calling in the show on the phone. And they were reporting this. And then people in the, re- in the replies were like, oh, man, maybe Vince is still running the show. I'm reading these replies like, the fuck? We've been saying this shit bro, for months. Bro, look look at the content you're reading. Fightful's audience are half-witted idiots. Man. I mean, they don't believe anything, man. These are the people that call us fucking conspiracy theorists. And it's right in front of their fucking face. <laughs> Now, oh, it's not true. Vince. It's not true unless Sap reports it. Reports it. Now, for the first time since I don't have James, fucking eyes. Back, now Vince is trying to yeah. run the show. Yeah. Since Fightful reported sure. it, is that what it is? Sure, okay. sure. Uh, you know what uh, he didn't report was uh, how banger of a show this was going to be, man. Holy shit! Um, wow. oh, I was, um, you know, we'll start at the top because uh, it was obviously the the I would say the most. Intriguing thing going into this show tonight on what was announced beforehand. Adam Cole and MJF. This was a eliminator match. What that means for the AEW noob out there. This is Vince McMahon's favorite thing when he was in charge. Championship contender matches is basically what it is. Uh, the challenger fights the champion. And if the challenger beats the champion, he gets a world championship match at a later date. I hate that. I think that's lame. I think you should be a challenger and win matches and then get a championship match. But what the fuck do I know? I'm just some geek on YouTube who does uh, pro wrestling content. But I was worried about this, Jesse, coming into this because Adam Cole can't lose with this new renewed push and uh, spotlight on him. MJF, I mean, MJF can't lose, period. I don't know where the fuck uh, he's going to lose that title, but he ain't losing in a non-title match, I'll tell you that. And I was concerned that this match was actually happening one week after a tremendous promo segment between the two. A little soon, uh, yeah. the general consensus on uh, on social media today, and I felt the same way. Uh, it was a little too soon to have this match already uh, one week after that tremendous back and forth that they had just one week prior. And I thought there was going to be some shenanigans, man. I thought there was going to be maybe a DQ or an interference or or red herring. I thought this was going to be, oh, not a red herring, or a bait and switch, or a typical Vince McMahon bait and switch type of deal where we get the match announced and then we don't get the match at all and some fucking bullshit happens. But right. we, we didn't get any of that, man. We got a legitimate 30-minute master class of fucking pro wrestling tonight. And yeah. for all the geeks out there, man, oh, well, um, MJF doesn't wrestle, man. Fucking wrestle tonight. And if he wrestles wrestle like tonight. that, if he wrestles like that on Dynamite when he's on, what the fuck do you want from him? What, what more do you want from him? Seriously. Yep. Bro, pay-per-view level fucking match. You, we, we really don't deserve people like MJF and Adam Cole in this sport. They, they are just tremendous at what they do, and they, they fucking killed it tonight. My only question is, how the fuck do you follow what they did tonight with a second match? Because they did they threw everything at you in that opening match tonight. Yeah, so it seems like for the second match, they already need a gimmick match. Yes, I don't like that. Yeah, so they already got to go to the gimmick match. I, I, I stand by what I said last week, and the match shouldn't have been booked. The, the match shouldn't have been booked. The feud should be going on for absolute sure, man. Absolutely. But I'm not booking the match on a random dynamite 
Now, that being said, after watching the match that we got, okay. Yeah. I'll take that. I'll take that. That was fantastic. Man. Yeah. Um, no one looks weaker. They both look stronger coming out of it. Um, obviously, MJF is, uh, you know, the top guy, the main event guy, and Adam Cole in this match, not that he needed to do it, but he just proved and solidified that he is a, a top world title contender. So it all worked out, and we do need to see more of it. And they did give us a pay-per-view level match, 30 minutes, commercials included, big spots, um, a lot of heat, crowd into it. This was everything. This this was a this was a pay-per-view main event match, you know, minus the title opportunity. So this was fantastic stuff, man. Yeah, speaking of the crowd, Washington, D.C. was uh fucking lively and energetic tonight. They uh they killed it tonight. So uh, I wish that was uh, uh almost every week, but we we can't be so so lucky. They killed it tonight, and they they really added to that match overall. I, I thought it was great. We'll get to the to the ending. I thought the ending, you know, it might have left a, a, a bad taste in people's mouths, but I I, I loved it. I, I thought it was great. And, I think this um, is the best possible outcome. Yes, absolutely. For this match. Yeah, no no doubt about it. So we'll get to that in just a little bit. But what a tremendous match for uh, Adam Cole and, and MJF, and I'm looking forward to seeing how they follow that up with match number two. Uh, Adam Cole does not have a Forbidden Door match yet. I don't know what's going to happen with him, but uh, Jesse MJF has an official match for Forbidden Door, and he will be defending the AEW World Heavyweight title against Hiroshi Tanahashi. Now, I know a lot of people, uh, I've said this quite a few times over the past two weeks, uh, if MJF does not work the show, I'm not going to really mind because... You know, he's not losing the championship, and it's really a predictable match. But, you know, at the same time, do you want to leave your your most important person, your world champion, off the show in, in, a, in a situation where all talent should be all hands on deck? Everybody should want to be a part of that show. So I yeah. was like, well, if he's not defending the championship, I mean, who gives a shit? I mean, if he doesn't want to work the show, who gives a shit? There's so much more talent on the show that I think will be fine without MJF being put in a predictable situation. But... I, I do stand by that because I don't want the title in a predictable situation. I'm glad he's not putting the title on the line in a fucking winner-take-all match with Sonata, you know, yeah. with the IWGP World Heavyweight title. So I'm glad that they did uh, move on from something like that. But I, I feel like with this match announced, man, how could you not be excited about this? I mean, MJF is one of the best wrestlers on the planet. Hiroshi Tanahashi's a fucking legend. They're going to kill it at Forbidden Door. Why wouldn't anybody be excited about this match? Who gives a shit if MJF is on the show or not? We're getting a classic, and it's going to be great. It is. It's it's going to be great, man. And the last time we saw Tanahashi, he looked like he was in fantastic shape with, with, with what, Jericho, was it? No, uh, did he wrestle Jericho? I know he wrestled Moxley last year. Moxley. Yeah. Moxley. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I'm, I don't know. I just hope. MJF doesn't completely outclass him. I mean, but all kidding aside, Tanahashi did not look to be in the shape that we anticipated that he would the last time we saw him. And I think MJF is going to make that look a lot worse now. But you, you, you think MJF is going to expose Hiroshi Tanahashi? I mean, the thing I will give MJF, what I do like about him, he can adjust his work rate to his opponent. So it is not too one-sided. But Tanahashi, I mean, he seems to 
be, you know, obviously past his prime. I just don't know how he's going to, you know, synergize in a match with MJF, who's literally in his prime right now. So I'm hoping the match comes out great, but I was hoping they would have found a better opponent for him if they're going to put him on the card. So maybe one less predictable, maybe. I I don't know. It's all about the it's all about the wrestling though, man. Forbidden Door is all about the wrestling. You know, there, there's a little bit of a story there with MJF calling them a rinky dink fucking indie promotion and low budget and all this other shit. Hiroshi, oh, absolutely. Hiroshi Tanahashi's a, a fucking legend and a leader in that locker room over there. So, you know, it, there is a little bit of a story there, a little bit of a dialogue. But I mean, at the end of the day, you know, these two are going to go out there, have a killer match. If Hiroshi Tanahashi's a, a couple of steps off from where he, you know, really should be, so be it. You know, we're getting MJF and Hiroshi Tanahashi. When, when's uh, the next time that we'll see that match ever happen again? So, I mean, take I it for the, what it's worth and enjoy it for what it is, I say. Yeah, I, I see I see the um, New Japan fans speaking up, man. And, you know, maybe I don't watch enough New Japan. I mean, but I'm just going based off how I saw him last in AEW against Monster. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. I know. Listen, man, the elitists are going to be out there and they're going to be like, oh, you don't watch it. You don't watch New Japan. But uh, I, I agree with you, man. He did look a step off. He looked old. He, he, he looked, looked, his, he, bit, he looked his age. Yeah, he looked a little bit older. So, I mean, maybe it's maybe it's on me for expecting a younger looking Tanahashi than what everyone else has been used to. But to someone who doesn't watch him every week, you know, when you look at him for the first time, then if then and then you've seen him in a couple of years, it looks like age has kind of caught up with him a little bit. So to see him in the ring with the AEW, the current AEW world champion, to me, it's not like a ooh, that's a match I wanted to see. It was like, you know, like, okay, let's see what they can do. I mean, but my 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 anticipation for a Tanahashi match has severely dropped since he was in the ring with Moxley. Well, let's see what MJF does with him. I think MJF is going to bring a better match out of Tanahashi than Moxley did. Um, I think MJF's just more of a complete wrestler. And maybe that's the style that Tanahashi wants to work. I, I don't know. So we'll see what happens on um, on the 25th. But I'm excited about that match, even though MJF uh, is defending the championship. And I was against that for predictable reasons. Uh, I would rather have MJF on this show than not have MJF on this show. Oh, yeah, I agree. The other big thing before we get into the breakdown of the show tonight, which I thought was tremendous, uh, the other thing that I want to talk about is something that I did not see coming, Jesse. We got Chris Jericho, who, by the way, looked fucking great tonight. He just he looked like he was fucking 10 years younger than what he was. Uh, he, he looked fantastic tonight. Uh, he's out there, and he confronted Sammy Guevara after a interview with Renee, uh, with Sammy and Renee in the ring. Now, Sammy Guevara, bro, he, he's been up and down, left and right. Heel, baby face, heel, baby face. It seemingly felt like they didn't really know what to do with him or what type of role he should be playing. And then all of a sudden, man, he got uh, the announcement out there that him and Tay are pregnant and they're having a baby girl. And now it seemingly looks like they're going to go full-fledged with a Sammy Guevara baby face run. So he's out there. He wants the world championship. He says that it's going to be... You know, a situation where he will be holding a world championship. He's going to have his wife. He's going to have his daughter. And he's going to have a world championship. And he's going to be happy. And Darby Allen comes out to interrupt him. And he has some choice words for Sammy Guevara. You know, and he confronts Sammy. And then he told Sammy that none of what you want can happen unless you leave the JAS. 
which then brings out Chris Jericho. Jericho gets in Sammy Guevara's face, and they go back and forth. And then out comes Sting. So we got a Sting-Jericho confrontation for the first time, which I, I really can't believe if this is true or not. This is legitimately the first time that they're potentially stepping in the ring together, which I find very difficult to believe. Right. After all the mileage these two men have put on their bodies, uh, wow. especially working for WCW together back in the day. But it looks like we're getting this tag team match, Jesse, which, A, a I'm excited for. I think Jericho and Sting in a match together is, is fucking great. And I think Sammy's going to benefit from this greatly. But like you told me, man, is it is it going to come off as natural for Sammy Guevara? Because I know a lot of what he did in the past didn't feel natural. Now, it, it can be natural if they just let him be and let him be the blue-collar baby face with the fucking beautiful baby girl on the way and, and his wife and all this shit. Don't force it. Don't jam it down our throat. Just let it organically happen for Sammy. Let him get over in his own way because we know he can in the ring and let him be that baby face. But don't force it. But I think this could be beneficial for Sammy, man, and Jericho's going to help him get there. And if, we, if there's one thing we know about Chris Jericho, he takes uh, a lot of those people that he really, really wants to get over and he gets them there and, and he gets the job done. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to agree with you here um, on like on everything you, you just said. Sammy... They're they're trying to you know push Sammy as a baby face now, um, which in theory is fine, it's okay, but it seems that it might be a little too soon, and you can tell that just by the reactions he got when he came out and everything else, and they had to seriously pump some baby face lineage in there to get any kind of positive reaction. Yeah, you know, uh, my wife, you know, Tay, she's pregnant. You know, can me can I get a yay? It's gonna be a girl. You, you know, you know the can one line that got you know the one line that got me, bro. They had Darby come out there and say, "Well, the fans are really loving you lately." Like, really, guy. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I didn't like. I didn't need that line there. <laughs> they're like, we are. I mean, some of us are. Well, I, mean, I heard. <laughs> I heard majority booze when he came out, and then yeah. Darby comes out. Oh, the fans are really loving you out here, man. Like, what? Yeah. So yeah, so if you want to do a baby face turn, a legit baby face turn, you gotta just let the fans take the wheel. As opposed to telling all of the fans, it's time, we want you to cheer this guy now, even though you don't want to. That doesn't work. And it's going to come with a little pushback. Um, I, I can, I, I have, maybe, I don't know, maybe I'm thinking that AEW kind of forgot the kind of heat that, that Sammy got when he was forcefully turned by the fans to originally. And just because Tay is pregnant, they want to take that and say, okay, now he's a baby face just because. I don't I don't agree with that. I think you can put Sammy in some fantastic matches with his babyface moveset, put him in the ring against some heels, have him get, you know, just screwed here and there. Just let the fans do it, basically, is what I'm trying to say. Let the fans say, oh, well, that was a fantastic spot. That was a fantastic move. That was a fantastic match. And Sammy gets screwed. Poor Sammy, he gets screwed. We don't, you know, we don't like that Sammy gets screwed with that effort. So we're going to start to cheer him a little bit. As opposed to, like you said, marching Darby and Sting out there and say, the fans are liking you. Yeah. Yeah. Now let's bring out Jericho and crap on the fans. We'll have them cut my music early. The fans hate that. We'll have me, you know, piss on them. The fans hate me. You're, you're forcing it. Bottom line is you're forcing it. And I think you were already so close to getting what you wanted. There was no need to force it. Yeah. It's it's gonna be it's gonna be very tricky to get Sammy where he needs to be because of all the back and forth and the hesitation on him 
Jericho's going to do it. I trust Jericho uh, more than most. And yeah. Jericho has a uh, special gift with talent just to get them over where they need to be. And I, I hope that the fans really take to Sammy because I do think that he's got it within him to be a great baby face for AEW. And I want to see him succeed after so many failed attempts. Now, the one thing I don't want to see happen is the storyline, if it really does go with Jericho and Sammy, where he's got to battle the JAS and he's going to get kicked out and he's got to fight this one and that one. Just keep it with Jericho and keep it very streamlined with Jericho and let Jericho do his job and not muddy it up like everybody else that's wrestled Jericho and had to go through the JAS. I don't want to see that. I mean, we've been there, done that, and I think we should move on different with Sammy. Yeah, no, nah, I agree. I, I I think it'll organically come, though. I don't think there's a need. To, I, I don't know if there's a, some kind of urgency to get Sammy turned, but, I mean, if not, just wait for it, man, because it'll it'll get there with his in-ring work. Sammy's, Sammy's moveset is a babyface moveset. So. Yeah, yeah, I think it'll work out. But, guys, I am going to get into the breakdown of the show with Jesse in just a second. I want to thank you guys for showing up tonight. We got 1,800-plus in here. I would love if you guys show some support. Make sure you hit that thumbs up. We got 450 likes. I would love to get that as close to 1,000 as possible. Super Chats are open. Get them on in. We'll hang out at the end of the show like we usually do. Go check out all the other videos that you might have missed on the channel. My guy, Andrew Baydala, and I launched a new show on Tuesday nights. Episode one was last night. We talked about the whole CM Punk collision, ticket sales, and fan reaction to his return. Our new show is called TNT, Tuesday Night Titans. Go check that out. And it's on the homepage right now. Thank you for all the overwhelming positivity on the debut episode. Uh, we will continue to do that weekly, and adjustments will be made to the format, and it's going to be a fun time on Tuesday nights, man. I've been missing some content on Tuesday nights because I don't I don't really cover NXT anymore because NXT is just uh, a complete waste of my time, but hopefully you guys go check that out and enjoy the content that Andrew and I are going to put out on Tuesday nights, so if you missed that, it's on the homepage. Hit that subscribe button. Turn on that bell. You guys know the deal there. Memberships are open. Get them on in. Follow me on social media at JD from NY206. You guys can follow Jesse as well at Chi-Town Smart. Uh, Jesse, what's going on in the land of the impact lately? Is it uh, as exciting as AEW was tonight? I wouldn't say that exciting. Oh, boy. Tonight was pretty damn exciting, man. But nonetheless, nonetheless, um... I'm still getting my feet wet over here in the impact zone and stuff is picking up, man. Um, I meant to, I meant to text you I forgot about it, but if there's a match to go back and watch from, um, against all odds, Masha Slamovich versus killer Kelly in a dog collar match. Really now? Yes. Killer Kelly's a fucking beast, bro. She is a fucking killer, man. You know, I don't know. I don't know how they let her go, man. WWE. They just let her go. What a ridiculous. What a, what a, what a loss. Yeah. What a loss, man. Her and Masha killed it. So that's a match to go watch. That's a match where I don't care what brand um, is your favorite brand of wrestling. That's a that's a match to go watch. Killer Kelly versus Masha Slanovich and against all odds. Go check it out. It's probably on YouTube somewhere. 
You know, this Saturday, uh, actually, no, this Friday, I'm sorry, this Friday, House of Glory will be premiering on the Premier Network. They are no longer on Fight TV. Uh, you know who is going to be at that show, Jesse? Mike Bailey. No way. Mike Bailey. I'm going to be calling a Mike Bailey match. Speedball Mike Bailey at House Speedball. of Glory. And also, Vikingo is on that show, wrestling my guy, Charles Mason. Uh, what a show that's going to be. So if you guys want to watch him, House of Glory on Friday night, man. I know it's airing right during SmackDown. Uh, I will not be live with the SmackDown coverage on Friday, but Saturday I'll be doing the SmackDown coverage. Friday will be on Premier Network, House of Glory. So uh, I figure you get a kick out of that, man. Mike Bailey, he's a fucking great wrestler, too. He is pretty good. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, look, I am, I am definitely trying to open up a few eyes to impact, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to sell you guys on bullshit. I'm yep. not going to tell you, oh, this was, this was awesome. You got to watch it. If I'm going to, if I'm going to come here and push a match, I'm going to make sure it was worth it. And yep. it was worth your time. And I'm telling you right now, no one listening to me is going to go watch that and then say, but that was a waste. That was weak. No, no, this was good. This was really fucking good. And you're going to enjoy it. Um, if you enjoy women's wrestling, if you enjoy watching two fucking women get gritty and get down and fucking fight and get the pushes they don't get pushed, but they, they get the pushes they don't get on WWE or AEW, go check out this match right here. This was awesome. There you go. I believe you, man. Uh, Slamovich is fucking great, too, man. I yeah. called one of her ma- two of her matches actually in House of Glory, and she is uh, a, a fucking psychopath, man. Holy shit. They are fucking, and I'm, now imagine them in a dog collar match. Man. I believe, it, I, I don't know if she's still the GCW World Heavyweight Champion. She won that world championship over there. Is she really? Yeah, yeah. She, I she, did not she, know she, that. She does the whole deathmatch thing over there, yeah. I did not know that, man. So, yeah. So, once in a while, when I find a real gem, I'm going to say, hey, go check this one out or go check out my review of it. Either way, you won't get disappointed, man. Other than that, I'm getting some... Some pretty consistent storylines, some pretty decent wrestling, which is all I ever really asked for out of Rampage and out of ROH and out of Dark. So I'm, I'm happy. There you go. Well, IX War is uh, a great show. And this is what we got with Dynamite tonight. And they opened up with uh, a pay-per-view caliber match. This was given away on uh, Basic Cable. And it should have main evented uh, any AEW pay-per-view across the uh, entire year. And that's exactly what we got tonight. A 30-minute draw between MJF and Adam Cole, Bebe. MJF early on was mocking Cole. He did the Jarrett strut, or who, who invented that? Jared uh, Flair. You guys know the fucking Rick. strut. You know, he did did the Rick Rude uh, hip swivel fucking Val Venus hip swivel, man. He's fucking, he was trolling it up tonight, man. You got to love it. He he dodged a cold super kick and uh, he ran out of the ring and just kind of collected himself for a little bit. He jumped the rail into the crowd and he threw popcorn at fans and knocked a hat off of somebody in the stands, bro. So uh, the kid was actually very pleased and very excited that MJF knocked his fucking hat off his head, as I as I, I would, too. He yep, didn't, I'm he, sure, sure he complained later. Somebody he didn't try to cancel up. him. He didn't try to fucking get in touch with Tony Khan. <laughs> oh, my God, my feelings were hurt. Somebody, yeah, we, gotta, we better get uh, Brody's... Uh... Brody's wife out there, man. We better he get a man down there. He threw tequila on me. Yeah. out of here. Back inside, MJF got an eye rake on Adam Cole, but uh, started trash talking. Took a little bit too long with the trash talk. Cole turned on him and backdropped MJF to the floor. MJF tripped up Cole on the ring apron, targeted the left arm, 
trying to soften it up, obviously softening it up for the salt of the earth finish. MJF drove Cole into the mat, pump handle, Nelson, uh, half Nelson driver, and all of a sudden, bro, he starts mocking Sean, Shawn Michaels and does the heartbreak kid pose in the middle of the ring that HBK used to do during his ring entrance. And then he signaled for sweet shit music as he was tuning up the band. Gotta love it. Gotta love it. He wasn't done there, man. He, he went back to him again a little bit later. He fired off a super kick did call, and he blocked sweet shit music, busted open MJF's mouth. So MJF was bleeding from the mouth just a little bit after the super kick. Cole was battling back with some offense. He uh, was working on MJF. He got a backstabber for a near-fall two-count. MJF avoided a Panama sunrise, but Adam Cole turns uh, and dodged a MJF heat seeker. MJF answered back with a nasty double underhook shoulder breaker. I never seen MJF do that in AEW. It looked fucking great. But as he tried for another one, Cole hit a brain buster. And followed with a, his typical Yushi Goroshi for two. There's no I in team, but there is one in Indeed. And that's the hiring platform that you need to build yours. When you're hiring, you need Indeed. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites searching for candidates with the right skills, Indeed's a powerful hiring platform that can help you do it all. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it makes hiring all in one place so easy because Indeed does the hard work for you. They show you the candidates whose resumes on Indeed fit your description immediately after you post so you can hire faster. Join more than 3 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash sports. Offer good for a limited time. Claim your $75 credit now at Indeed.com slash sports. That's Indeed.com slash sports And support the show by saying that you heard it on this podcast. Indeed.com slash sports. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. So Adam Cole wanted um, a big move on the apron here. He was I don't know what he was going for. It looked like he was going for a Panama Sunrise on the fucking apron. MJF immediately countered uh, Adam Cole off the top rope. He got him in a tombstone pile driver, and he nailed him on the ring apron with the tombstone pile driver. It sounded fucking vicious, and we go into a commercial break off the tombstone on the apron. MJF let Adam Cole get back into the ring. And Cole tried to recover. He did. He went for the boom. MJF took him out with a big lariat, big double down for both of these guys. Crowd is loving it. So then both men took turns countering submissions from one another. One was a crossface by Cole, salt of the earth by, uh, by uh, MJF, ankle lock, label lock, back and forth. They were trading submission holds. MJF spiked Cole with a heat seeker, and Bryce Remsburg checked on Cole. MJF then goes to the outside and clears off the timekeeper's table, and he set Cole up on it. MJF goes to the top rope, and he hits a big elbow drop from the top rope through the table, and crowd was chanting, holy shit, holy shit. You know, for all the geeks out there that say MJF doesn't wrestle, he, he did more in this match than Roman Reigns is going to give you on SmackDown all year. And he's going to give you more than uh, a lot of people on AEW. Uh, he didn't need to do this type of move, Jesse. Uh, as, as a world champion in a non-title match, you, you see the, t- the type of performer 
that MJF is going off the top rope and driving a fucking elbow through Adam Cole through a table on the outside. Not really a necessary thing to do in a non-title match. Yeah, I mean, he could have potentially gotten hurt right yes. before Forbidden Door. Yes. Uh, that would have been really bad. But did you notice he didn't just do an elbow? He did the Shawn Michaels elbow. Yes. From the top. So he he's, again, still digging that Shawn Michaels here tonight. And I don't know if you guys uh, saw MJF's elbow pad. It said Vince was right. Oh, my God, dude. He had the words Vince was right on his elbow pad. What a dick. Gotta love it. So off the elbow drop, Adam Cole is up to an eight, a nine, and he gets back into the ring, and he breaks up the the, the, the 10 count on the outside. MJF went after Cole on the apron, and he was planted with a Panama Sunrise. I believe it was a Panama Sunrise. Um, MJF eventually suckered Cole to the other side of the ring and hit a double stomp on the injured arm. MJF was yelling at the referee about his slow count about the table spot. He was yelling at Bryce that was a 10 count, and clearly it was not. So he's yelling at Bryce, and Cole rolled up MJF from behind, but Bryce Remsburg got knocked into, and he was knocked out. So MJF, uh, happy as a fucking kid in a candy store here. <laughs> he goes to the outside. He grabs the AW title, tried the Eddie Guerrero spot, but Bryce never came to, bro. Bryce got up, and he fell back down. So when MJF threw the title to Adam Cole in hopes that Bryce Remsburg would see it, Adam Cole was holding the title. Bryce Remsburg never seen it. Adam Cole had the title, and he hit MJF with the title. So it's all legal. The referee never seen it. So he tried this spot, it failed, and he got hit with the title right in the face. Cole lowered the boom, and MJF kicks out. So Cole pulled him up. MJF grabbed the dynamite diamond ring out of his trunks. He went for the big shot, but Bryce knew that was coming. He stopped him. He ripped the ring off. Cole hit a super kick. Panama Sunrise, a boom. One, two, and then we get the bell. To ring. 30 minutes is up, Jesse. We got a 30-minute time limit draw. Fans were infuriated at this point. Adam Cole grabbed a microphone. Five more minutes. MJF bailed. He did not give Adam Cole five more minutes, and that's the way the match ended. Now, was it really 30 minutes? Who knows? I wasn't keeping track, and neither were you. But the Eddie, the Eddie Guerrero, you were. I was not not timing the match, but looking at the clock because it was the kickoff match. Yeah, and they got right to the match, and at thirty two minutes, at at thirty two minutes after the hour, I'm like, this match has been going on for thirty minutes. Yeah, I was I was looking at that. I didn't hear what the time limit was though. Yeah, I don't I didn't know. I didn't notice I, it was going on for a half hour. Yeah, I, well, I kind of figured when we got this deep into the match, that it may, it may be going to a time limit draw. But we got the Eddie Guerrero spot, which is kind of overdone. A lot of people use it. They kind of switched it around and made, uh, made it a little bit different tonight. I didn't mind that. Uh, I, I did not mind this ending either, bro. 30 minutes. A lot of people are like, oh, this, yeah. this shit sucks. We needed a clear outcome. No, we didn't. Listen, like, like you said, Jesse, th this match realistically should not have been booked because they, they were looking at a creative situation that would back them into a corner. MJF can't lose. Adam Cole can't lose. And putting this match on Dynamite in a championship contender situation is not very AEW-like. It's very WWE-like. So the only outcome here that was logical, that would make sense, that would protect both MJF and Adam Cole and get us 
to a, poten- a potential second match would be a 30-minute time limit draw. Both guys are protected, protected. They had a great match. The only thing now, which you alluded to earlier, is how, how, a, how, the, how the fuck do you follow this up? And B, they're more than likely going to have to go right to a gimmick match, and I don't like that. I don't, I don't know why every feud needs a fucking gimmick match. Really? Yeah. We, 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 what about just pro wrestling, straight pro wrestling? Who's the better guy? What type of gimmick match we're going to get? I don't know. No DQ, a 60-minute Broadway. I don't know, but we've seen that. I just want these guys to wrestle with no bullshit behind it. Yeah. I mean, so for the ones who, who say, oh, well, we should have gotten an ending, of, you know, a definitive ending, we actually did. We got a definitive. If you if you just look at the match and the and how it ended, Adam Cole won the match. I mean, he had he had him beat. That was it. The only reason he it didn't happen is because time expired. You know, five more seconds and Adam Cole would have won the match clean. So that's the story. That's the story. The only way MJF did not lose this match is because time expired. Adam Cole, for all intents and purposes, out wrestled him and beat him. He just doesn't get the credit for it, and he doesn't get the title match. He has to find another way to get to a world title match with MJF. I actually love this story. Yeah, I, I, I loved how it came out. You know, so I have nothing to complain about this match. I, I, I mean, in my in my perfect world, the first matchup would have been the pay per view matchup, but it seems they're gonna get us to that match in a different way. So let's see how we get there. MJF, this was the fourth time MJF wrestled on AEW Dynamite this year. We are only in June. We're in month six. He's wrestled four times, so that's basically almost one time a month. I'm okay with, I'm okay with his schedule, bro. He wrestled Ricky Starks, yes. which was a banger. He wrestled Konosuke Takeshita, which was a fucking banger. He wrestled in a tag team match with Sammy Guevara against Darby Allen and Jungle Boy, and now he wrestled Adam Cole. Every time he's in the ring, Jesse, and, and, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, J.D. and Jesse suck MJF's dick. Listen, MJF is a generational talent. What he says is legit. You don't see people like MJF come around in this business. He's better than a lot of your fucking favorites. We have him for a very, very, you know, short time. You know, who knows? But the way he wrestles, man, and, and the schedule that he has, if he continues to wrestle like this, man, I don't give a shit how many times he wrestles a year or how little he wrestles a year. If he's churning out matches like this, I think this no. should shut a lot of people up, man. No, I don't care about how many. If you take MJF, if you take the whole package of MJF and you ask, what is the absolute best quality about MJF? Overall, everything that he brings to the table What's the best thing that MJF does? Let's talk on the microphone. And he does that pretty much week in and week out. I mean, if I'm paying money to go to a show, a regular TV show, and I know MJF is going to be there with a live mic for like 10, 15 minutes, that's a selling point for me. Yeah. I'm happy. Yeah. I want to go see what this guy, what's he, what's he going to do? What's he going to say, man? I'm happy. Now, What's next after him talking on the mic and being a dick? Wrestling. That's the second best thing that he does because he's so good in the microphone. So if he's out there with a microphone every week and then he's wrestling once a month, first off, kudos to him. How many wrestlers on this planet will love to have that kind of schedule? Everybody. It's perfect. It's perfect. So he achieved it. He accomplished it and he got it. And then people want to talk shit about, oh, he doesn't wrestle enough. I'm look, dude. He's entertaining. 
He put butts in seats. He he gives people what they want. Nobody wants to to boo someone more than MJF right now. And when he does wrestle, it's meaningful and it's exciting and it's fucking fun. My God, is there nothing people won't complain about? And we're not on MJF's dick. You give someone props when they do great. I mean, the guy's killing it right now. How can you sit there and bash him? He is on top of, he's literally in the prime of his career right now. I don't even think he's in the prime of his career. He's going to get better. He's going to get better, believe it or not. Adrian V in the chat says, MJF can afford a loss. Bro, I don't know what the fuck you're smoking. MJF cannot lose, period. He can afford a loss about as much as Roman Reigns can right now. Yes. Yes. This is the year MJF wins Wrestler of the Year. Mark my words. He will be number one over Roman Reigns this year. Just by the body of work that he's that he's given us already this year. He holds two match of the year candidates himself this year already. Yeah, man. I, I don't I don't know what else people want from him. Seriously. Start appreciating him a little bit more and stop fucking caring about his work schedule because when he does show up to work, he's fucking putting in overtime plus some. Dude, wrestling once a month, twice a month is gonna give us more MJF over the years. Yes. You can't, you can't go that's out the there most and work important, like, That's the most important aspect of it all, Jesse. He's yeah. preserving his body for yes. longevity. Do you want MJF to, like, I don't even know if he wants to wrestle into his, into his mid-40s. He may want to fucking retire. By the yeah. time he gets to 40, God bless him if he wants to. But, yes, longevity, bro, that's what it's all about. It is, man. Look look at look at the veterans around him. Look how, look how Matt Hardy walks around. In the locker room. It is terrible, there. bro. Holy he, shit. Jesus Christ. Have you seen Mick Foley walking? Kurt Angle walking. Big show. Big show. I mean, dude, these guys put their bodies through pure hell every week for our entertainment. And now they can't get off the couch and go to the fucking bathroom without it being a whole task and a chore. And MJF found a way to make himself valuable enough to say, I want this schedule or I walk. And he got it, and people are angry. Kudos to him, man. Are you guys really comparing MJF and Roman Reigns' body work now in the chat? I'm taking MJF this year on body on on, on in ring work alone. In I mean, ring work, man. I, I think people are confused in Roman's Roman's gimmick work. Roman's gimmick work is superior, man. It's been fantastic. There's nothing wrong with his matches. There's nothing wrong with Roman. Roman's matches are fantastic. They're not the best ever, and MJF's matches are better. That's all. That's all. Yes. There's nothing wrong with Roman's matches. I think Roman's a great wrestler. Yeah. Roman wrestles wrestles now like I used to watch pro wrestling when I was a child. He he works that very slow, methodical, very heelish type of pace. I love that. And you really can't compare the two, but I'm taking MJF. I'm taking MJF. He's number one this year, no doubt about it. We got a video package showcasing the upcoming return of CM Punk. Punk was training and said that there are still things left to do in AEW. Of course there is. There's a whole lot to do in AEW. He's back and he's got scores to settle. He said on June 17th, he'll be at the United Center. I won't know what I'm going to do or say until I have a microphone in my hand he says he has a lot of things to get off his chest. They showed him sitting in the middle of the ring with a microphone in his hand. I, got, I guess that's uh, AEW's hook for uh, Collision, bro. CM Punk with a microphone in his hand to start the show on Saturday night. What is he going to say? 
Who's he going to address? I don't know. Who's going to get angry? I don't know. But it should be uh, newsworthy, to say the least. Yeah, I'd rather see him in the mic with a microphone than in a match. I've, I've said that before. Not that I don't want to see the match, but I'm more interested in what he has to say right about now. And when he does, I'm, I don't know about, I'm, I'm particularly looking to hear two words from Punk in some form or another about he's sorry. I think he needs to just flat out somehow in a way apologize to the fans for the way that he decided to do what he did. Not for what he said, but for the way he went about it. He should have went about it a different way. In Chicago, bro, I think I think you'll get your wish. I think he will apologize. So we shall see, though. I think CM Punk cares too much about, and, and you may not agree with me, you know, I, I think Punk cares greatly about this sport. I think he cares greatly about AEW. Oh, I think yeah. he, I think he cares. I think he loves his fans. He's in oh, yeah. his city. He will apologize. I think that's exactly what we're going to get on, on Saturday, and we're going to get a fucking killer main event on Saturday night. No, I'm fucking excited about it. He should. He should. I don't want him to come out and he doesn't have to come out and apologize to the elite. That's not what this that's not what this platform is for. You're not coming out to apologize to Hangman or to Jericho. That's not what this platform is for. You were highly, highly, you were wanted back by the fans to come back to this awesome wrestling company and join them in this celebration of pro wrestling that's not WWE. And you came and you brought this drama with. For that, I would apologize to my fans for me just losing my temper. But going forward, you know, you'll do better. He'll work out with the elite, but he has to work out. Don't apologize to them. You got your own issues with them. But to your fans, I think he should come out and say he's sorry for how he took it. Jesse and I, by the way, will be live on Saturday night with the first episode of Collision Live at 10 p.m. on Saturday night. Uh, hopefully you guys are uh, not at a beach somewhere. I will be yeah. incredibly jealous, but uh, grab a cold beverage, join us for a couple hours, hang out with us on your Saturday night. should be a very newsworthy show, so I'm excited to uh, watch what AEW does with Collision. They did announce a card. We'll get to that breakdown of the card in a little bit because uh, it looks like a stacked show. Renee Paquette, she was in the ring interviewing Sammy Guevara, and she asked how he's doing, and Guevara revealed that he and Tay or Ty, or having a baby girl. He said his goal is the same, but it'll be all the better with his wife and baby with him, and then the AEW World Championship title belt. He said before that happens, he needs to make some tough decisions and some tough changes. He was then interrupted by Darby Allen. Darby got in the ring. He congratulated Sammy on the baby girl, and he says he means it. He said, it sounds like the fans are starting to love him again. False. <laughs> Don't need Darby to come out there and speak for the fans. Let the fans adjust their feelings towards Sammy in a genuine and natural demeanor. Uh, I don't like that line. It just came off as cringe to me. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it, I agree, man. It The whole segment. The whole segment felt like it was a sit down. There was a sit down in the back that said, okay, guys, we need a plan to try to get Sammy over as a baby face. What should we do? Yeah. And then Jericho said, I'll get him over. I'll take care of this. Let's do this. Do this. Set me up. And I go out there. You should not have to go out there and set a baby face up to be cheered. A baby face will be cheered organically. 
That's just what happens, man. And your heels will be booed organically, and so will your baby faces if the fans don't like them. So it's 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 I, I think it's asking a lot to tell the fans it's time to cheer Sammy because we say so. Yeah, the fans were a little mixed. You know, you you, you heard some boos in there, and rightfully so because the fans, the, these fans especially, are not stupid. You're gonna force something on them; they're just gonna give you the opposite reaction that you're looking for. Darby said he and Sting treat each other as equals. He said Sammy doesn't need to be a part of the JAS. Darby says he doesn't need to address that now, but he thinks that he knows what he's going to say. Jericho's music hits, and he interrupts. He gets in the ring, and he orders the music to be shut off as the fans were singing. Fans booed because they could not sing the rest of Judas. Good on them. Good on Jericho, I mean, for uh, for uh, axing the music for the fans. Fuck them. That's what a heel does, bro. That's what he does. You want to sing he, my song? Fuck him. You cut the music off, then people are going to boo. I've always said, too, if Jericho wants to be a heel, he needs to stop coming out to Judas. I don't Come think out that's going to He has other music. Come out to a different song of his that's a little bit darker. And then when he goes back to Babyface, then go back to Judas. There's a couple of dark, fozzy songs. I don't know if they're really uh, theme music worthy, but it is what it is. Yeah, give Judas. it to Mikey, man. I'm sure he can hook it up. I'm sure he can. But Jericho's out there, and fans are booing because Jericho shut the music off. So Jericho pointed his bat at Darby and told him to back off and mind his own business. Stop laughing. Jericho says he's been meaning to ask Guevara a question. He said during the three months he was chasing MJF for the world title. Jericho says, Sammy, you never called me. He says he was his mentor, or is his mentor, and he made him a star. He said if he would have asked for his help, He'd be standing there right now as the AEW world champion. Guevara said if Jericho had called him, he probably wouldn't have lost to Adam Cole twice. Jericho said perhaps Guevara has been having delusions of grandeur. Jericho says he should apologize to him right now. Guevara said, I'm not apologizing for shit. Jericho told him that maybe they should reunite the sex gods and have a tag team match next week so he can remember who his boss really is. Darby gets in between them and says, really, a match? You want to call yourself a wizard? When you step foot in this ring, the magic is gone. So the fans oohed and odd at that one. Jericho called him a mutant. He said maybe he and Guevara should beat the hell out of him right now. Two on one. Darby then said, oh, yeah, I'm not alone. Sting's music hits. He comes out. Shivani's having a stroke on commentary. He walks out with the baseball bat in hand. And this legitimately, Excalibur says, is the first time Sting and Jericho have ever been in the same ring at the same time under any circumstances, which I find incredibly difficult to believe. That is crazy. That is a crazy stat. In 2023, man, who the fuck would have thought? Yeah. Jericho and Sting circled each other. Jericho put the bat on Sting's throat. Sting pushed back and put his bat on Jericho's throat. They stared at each other. Jericho stepped out of the ring after Sting knocked his bat out of his hand. And they looked at each other as the segment came to a close. Uh, I'm all for this, man. I'm all for the Sammy heel, uh, heel to babyface turn. I'm here for Jericho to have it happen and put his magic on it because Jericho's fucking great and everything he touches basically turns to gold as far as what he wants to accomplish. And Jericho's sting, man. I know a lot of people are going to be looking at this and say, oh, well, J.D. and Jesse, they're hypocrites, but if this was on WWE... Uh, they'd be shitting all over it. 
the, the thing is, I don't know how many times we have to fucking explain it to you. When WWE uses a legend, it's all about the legend and nobody else. When Jericho gets in the ring, Jesse, it's all about the younger talent. When Sting is in the ring, it's always about putting the younger talent over whoever he's in the ring with and then enhancing Darby. This has been the MO of both Jericho, Sting, and any other legend that Tony Khan has employed in AEW, bro. I don't know why these thick-headed numbskulls just don't get the point of Jericho and Sting and legends in AEW being on television. I'll answer that because if this match was in WWE, it would be for the world title in the main event. Yes. You know, and whoever the current champion was would have been buried two weeks prior so they can get the title on one of these guys. So the match could be for the world title. And that's why it would have been just shit all on in WWE. They, they use their legends a little bit differently. You don't believe me? I will use Goldberg, Barry and the Fiend, and Kevin Owens as an example. All right? So it's happened before. So I'm not just saying oh, it probably would happen. It's happened. It's happened. Like JD says all the time, the Fiend is still buried somewhere out in Saudi Arabia. He's in the fucking deserts of Saudi Arabia, bro. He may be, uh, he may be nothing but bone and ash at this point. Gone. Finished. So th- that is the difference. This match happening, you know, if it happens, when it happens... It won't be the focal point of the whole show. You won't see advertisements up and down the card about this match because it's the biggest thing to ever happen. You'll see an advertisement for it as as a as an undercard match to the main event of MJF versus someone for his world title. All right, that's not they're not going to try to draw a whole pay per view based on a couple of fifty year old wrestlers. That's not what we're doing here. Now I don't I don't know what Sting wants for his retirement. I'm sure it will be handled with grace and it will be handled with fucking the utmost care in AEW being that this may be his last year. He says it's his last year and I do believe that this will be his last year. Sting has nothing else to give this fucking sport and uh he should uh go out on his own terms and Tony Khan's going to allow him to do that. What do we do with Sting, Jesse, if this is his retirement match? I know a lot of people were telling me tonight on Twitter that he does not want a singles match. Obviously, we're going to need some sort of retirement match. Does a retirement match happen against Darby? Does a retirement match happen in a tag team match against Darby? I've seen some people pitch maybe Sting versus MJF in a retirement match for the world title, have him chase one last hurrah. What if we get Sting versus Jericho in a retirement match? Maybe that's his last match. Yeah, I don't know. There's quite a few different things that you could do, but I don't think it's something that anyone needs to worry about because um, if anyone has earned the right to handpick exactly how they want to go out, it's, you know, Steve Borden. So yeah. um, whatever he wants to do. And that's the thing. If you ask Goldberg what he wants to do, he, he will say he wants to be world champion. If you ask Sting what he wants to do, he won't be as selfish. All right. It won't be all of that serious. You know, it'll be something that he's comfortable with. If anything at all, he might want to quietly go out. I'm not concerned about his last match. I'm concerned about his life in AEW after his last match. I want to make sure that he stays prominent in the back to all of the talent back there. Um, if he wants to. Yes. So that's, what's important to me. I think we need Steve Borden's knowledge back there for everyone else to pinch off of, to, to just, Put him in creative, you know, make him head producer, do whatever he's whatever he's comfortable doing. But 
I don't want to see Sting leave that locker room, though. No. Sting uh, and uh, Darby actually did wrestle. This led to a match uh, with Orange Cassidy and Keith Lee as their tag team partner. Big eight-man tag team match here. Dustin Rhodes was out there with uh, Wizard Keith Lee. Harry Potter uh, cosplay Keith Lee. Um, Grandpa Lee, bro. Grandpa Lee. Grandpa Lee, yeah. Grandpa Lee. He looks ridiculous. I'm sorry. The cloak and the hair and the gray, it looks ridiculous, bro. Dustin. Dustin out there. We got this fucking feud with Swerve that uh, apparently was dropped like a sack of potatoes. I mean, who gives a shit at this point? Swerve, Brian Cage, Toa Leona, and Bishop Khan, the mogul embassy on the other end. This was fun. This is a fun eight-man tag team match. Uh, Sting is in there doing his thing. And Danny Garcia was watching the match from a monitor because he's watching every movement that Orange Cassidy makes. He thinks he wants to take that uh, international championship away from Orange Cassidy. Swerve had Darby grounded. Darby escaped and rolled Swerve uh, up for a two-count. Darby counted Swerve, hit a stunner. And uh, Mr. Lee, big man Keith Lee, hot tagged in. Cage and Lee went at it. Two big guys, love it. Cage charged at Lee, monkey flipped him. Lee popped back up. Did not land on his feet, but he got right back up and took Khan and Leona down. He then caught Swerve midair and crushed him in the corner cage. Leona, Khan all held up. Keith Lee up. And Swerve leapt off the top rope with a double stomp off the top rope with all of his guys helping him out with the assist. Gave the finger to Keith Lee before he did it, too. Cage made the cover. Darby and Cassidy broke it up. Cassidy and his team are rallying now against Swerve. Cage caught Cassidy midair and face-planted him. Everything these eight-man tags ever do is just chaos breaks out at the end. Everything just breaks down. Leona charged that Sting. Sting raised the big boot. Leona whipped Sting into the corner. Sting was stumbling to the opposite side of the ring. Very awkward stuff there. It looked like there was a little bit of a misstep or miscommunication by Toa Leona and Sting. Leona knocked Sting down. Lee then dumped him to the floor. Swerve caught Lee with a big high kick. Lee brushed it off, choke slammed him. Darby leapt onto a uh, couple of people at ringside. And Sting and Cage then battled middle of the ring. Clothesline Cage, set up for the Scorpion, death drop. Cage tried to counter. Cassidy him with a flying orange punch. Sting then hit the Scorpion, death drop for the one, two, three. And the baby faces get the win. Uh, this was a little all over the place, Jesse. I didn't really find myself emotionally invested in this. This was a car crash, eight-man tag, fun stuff. But outside that, I didn't really care about any of the quote-unquote stories that uh, were going into this match. Uh, it got a little sloppy at times, yeah. too. Um, that it did. Um, fucking hooligram in the chat just said that Keith Lee looks like fucking Moses. <laughs> he does. He does. <laughs> he Should be parting does. the fucking Red Seas instead of uh, <laughs> instead of wrestling on AEW. He does, dude. It's fucking oh my god. But on on um, and against all odds, they had a match. It's called the eight four one match. Um, I never heard of it before, and it was the first time they had the match on Impact. So I don't know if they got it from somewhere else or what, but. It's it starts off as an eight man tag match, so there there's eight men in the ring and there's a so it's a four and four you know tag match and the winning team goes on to immediately have a fatal four way 
and the winner of that match was the number one contender for the world title. Um, I like that. That's actually like not a that. bad idea. Yeah, I like that concept. I think I even pitched that before for a WWE match a few months back, but that's actually a damn good idea. And it's and it's a better alternative to like just, you know, an eight-man ladder and you know, ladder match or a ridiculous um rumble, you know, a battle royal match. Um, I did like this because it right away um gives you a team that was just working with each other and forming alliances and everything like that. Um, I think Impact kind of dropped the ball in their producing of that match. I think it could have gone a lot better and a lot longer. But I do like the concept, though. I do like the concept. I think that's something that more companies should do. That is a fantastic way to come up with a definitive number one contender a contender or a vacant title or something like that. I do like that. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm really tired of the, the eight-man tags because they all kind of deteriorate into the same thing. It's like they start off decent and then... It all breaks down into fucking chaos, and the referee loses control. I don't even know who the fucking legal man is anymore. You know, we've seen Orange Cassidy and Darby versus the Mogul Embassy. We've seen Orange Cassidy versus Swerve. Why not? Why haven't we seen, Jesse? Why haven't we seen Swerve versus Keith Lee in a one-on-one match? Did they just drop the entire fucking story? Are we ever going to cycle back to it? And if we do, who the fuck's going to care? It's been so long. Yeah, commentary is reminding us that these guys had... On, on unfinished business in this match, and, and I'm just, I'm just sitting there like, why? Why is there unfinished business? What are they What are they doing? Put them together. Finish the business. I mean, why did it not finish? I have no idea. No idea. This match should have been a Keith Lee versus Swerve match. I don't I don't understand why we just dropped it out of nowhere, and it continued on Ring of Honor, and then they just fucking dropped it. All of a sudden, we see Keith Lee teaming with Dustin Rhodes. <laughs> like, what the fuck? What a random-ass pairing. Poor Keith Lee cannot catch a break from promoters, man. I don't don't get it. I don't understand it. Let's get him back to being Keith Lee, get rid of Grandpa Lee, and get him back to being the fucking killer he was when he was in the black and gold on the Triple H. That's what we need. Did did you hear Taz on commentary? Someone, Someone mentioned a cat in the match in some form or another, and then Keith Lee came around and did a big spot. And then Taz goes, oh, speaking of cats, I'm like, is he going to call him Bearcat? <laughs> he yeah. goes, hey, speaking of cats, here comes Keith Lee. He's a he's a big cat, man. I was like, oh, come on. He's going to call him Bearcat, bro. Exactly what he was, man. Bearcat Keith Lee. <laughs> the big Bearcat on his tights, man. It's like, holy shit. How to fucking then- kill somebody coming up from NXT in 10 minutes. There you go. And then and then and then people saying, oh, but Keith Lee picked this. This was Keith Lee's idea. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, sure thing. Yeah. Sure but thing. But then but then he went right back to Keith Lee when he left the company, right? Fuck out of here. Oh, it's Keith <laughs> Lee's idea. Oh, f- you fucking kidding me? <laughs> when Vince is running the show, who has a say in anything? <laughs> if it was Keith Lee's idea, if it was genuinely Keith Lee's idea, Vince wouldn't have went with it. No. No, no, no. Just like all the geeks, just like all the geeks. Oh well, Nikki Cross, she her, her, she came up with the the superhero gimmick. No, she didn't. No, she didn't. What, 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 what planet no. are you on? What show are you watching? No, no, she didn't. She had ten Dude other dropped- gimmicks that she came with. Yes, yes, she, she came with ten yeah. other gimmicks, and the nine others that she came to with Vince yeah. McMahon that were actually decent, he didn't go with. He went with that one. Yeah. Fuck Dude, Dude Drop picked his name change. Yeah. Yeah. 
when they tell you you have to change your name and you get to pick from these three, and then she picks one of the three that she's given, you can't come out and say, well, she picked this name change. It was probably the best of the worst. <sighs> Wardlow. <laughs> Wardlow. He went one-on-one with uh, Purple Hat, Jake Hager. I mean, I wish I could care here, bro. I don't. Nah. Nah. I, I, I don't care. I mean, there's legitimately no story here. Wardlow wins in eight minutes. Not that it was a bad match. I just don't care. I don't give a shit. There's nothing that, there's nothing that matters here. So, uh, Brock Anderson ran out and attacked Parker and Menard, who made their presence known out here. Obviously, JS helping uh, Hager here try to win the TNT title. Hager powered Wardlow, slammed him. Wardlow kicked out at a one. Hager went for a big swing splash out of the corner, but Wardlow moved and then clotheslined Hager out of the ring. He slingshot himself onto Hager on the ri- uh, on the outside at ringside and then threw him back in the ring. Wardlow quickly climbs the top rope. Top rope senton or uh, swanton bomb off the top rope. He dropped the straps and then he delivered the power bomb symphony to Jake Hager, one, two, three, and Wardlow wins in eight minutes. Wardlow was celebrating in the ring with the TNT Championship. Christian and Luchasaurus showed up on the big screen. Christian was talking, but there was no audio. Christian then uh, all of a sudden comes in. AEW had some audio issues tonight. I don't know what happened. Uh, yeah, this was no. one, of, one of two seconds. Yeah, no. Yeah, I don't know. No. Uh, apparently, <laughs> apparently people think this is some imminent return or, or fucking debut of somebody. Oh really? They they didn't think it was a mishap. I don't know. I I, I, I had no clue. Yeah, I didn't see it in the news yet. But people are thinking that uh, it is somebody coming or a debut uh, of sorts in AEW. I don't really I don't really care. I didn't even see the no. Oh, I saw the no, bro. I didn't see the no. But uh, I heard Christian speaking and no words coming out or no sound coming out. Christian yeah. told Warlow that they accept his challenge at Collision to uh, win the TNT title. So it's. Wardlow versus Luchasaurus at the debut show on Collision Saturday night. He said his new daddy wouldn't be there to save him. And the camera panned over and showed uh, Arn Anderson bludgeoned and bloodied with Luchasaurus holding him up on a staircase. Where was the Glock? I don't know. Did he pull the... It's getting kind of weird to me. Like, and wrestlers are like, oh, oh no, he's gonna... No, stop before he... The fuck are you worried about? I don't know. What are you shaking in your boots for? There's no gun. There's there's actually no gun in there, guys. Go ahead and beat him up. It's okay. Might I add, Christian was looking extra dapper tonight. Was he wearing a fucking turtleneck again? With a red suit jacket, yes. That piece of <laughs> shit, dude. Oh my god. It's legitimately one of my favorite things on weekly television, man. Christian Cage wearing the fucking absolutely prick style outfit, man. He's got the suit jacket and the turtleneck, man. It's mid-June, bro. I don't give a shit. Oh they got god. the AC pumping in DC, man. He's got the turtleneck on. What a fucking dick, dude. Anyway, should be a decent match. Uh who wins, bro? Wardlow or Luchasaurus? I mean, Luchasaurus can't lose, right? Is this a situation where they're backing themselves creatively into a corner? Well, yeah, Luchasaurus can't lose, and Wardlow is used to losing, so I say give the title to Luchasaurus. Uh-oh. Wardlow may be uh, on his way to WWE, man. Who knows? 
I'd rather see the title on Luchasaurus with Christian Cage behind him. Yeah. And 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 also now that we're, you know, months removed from removing Luchasaurus from Jungle Boy. And when I thought it was just gonna be, I thought I thought they were gonna get right back together because there were like little bit it was like little talk from Luchasaurus and all this other shit. But at the end of the day, I like this because Jungle Boy is super over and Luchasaurus can use a rub from Christian Cage and it's working. So I say put a title on them and then let them continue to be managed by Christian Cage and continue to use your legends the correct way. How sad is it, man, that Wardlow won the TNT title and he still is not any special than what uh, they had him doing before he won the title? No, Nothing. That's, be- that's because they, they, they botched his push. Everything that MJF did for him was dropped. I, I tell you what, man, I, I think Wardlow, listen, I, I'm a big Wardlow guy. I think he's got all the potential in the world. I don't know what the fuck they're doing with him. Where they fucked him up, and, and this is a big one for me, man, because I am a, a very aesthetic person, okay? Uh, I I don't like his ring attire, and I don't like that fucking haircut. I, I, think, I think it makes him look like a jobber. Yeah, my wife was in the room when I was watching this match. She said that his... His uh his 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 uh outfit was a little a little snug around the buns. Well, I mean, he's a ladies man, but uh I mean, he he looks like a generic fucking, you know, uh nightmare factory student, bro, with that outfit and that haircut. I mean, th- there's nothing about Wardlow that makes him stand out. They it's like they cut they, they cut the most fucking characteristic trait that he had, which was his hair. And now he's an, and now he's a, a, a fucking jobber. Yeah, yeah. Well, am I, or am I, or am I just being a little too harsh there? I mean, that's just the way I see it. Well, I mean, not. I mean, look. In a way, maybe. I mean, because he would look like this if they had not botched his his push, but they botched his push. So now everything that he does seems that much not special. I mean, it, it, they, they really, his momentum gets, get, get halted so fucking hard, man. Not everything that he does, people just look at like, eh. Yeah, you know okay. what reminds, you know what reminds me of, bro, when the Undertaker, the dead man Undertaker cut his hair and he went out there bald. I'm like, what the fuck am I watching? <laughs> like, I can't watch the Undertaker wrestle without long hair or Shawn Michaels wrestling in Saudi bald. Like, what am I watching here? <laughs> Shawn Michaels bald was the worst. That was terrible. It was the worst, man. I mean, I'm sorry. Someone says that's why I said stop shitting on Warlow. It wasn't that bad. It was it was bad. It was it was that bad. What the match with Hager? I guess everything that I mean <laughs> bro, it's his, not his, us. his meteoric rise and then fucking absolutely downfall fucking plane crash career trajectory yeah. after MJF. That it wasn't yeah. terrible. Yeah, it's not us, man. They killed Wardlow, not us. Don't it's, look it's at not. us. Yeah. We're we, only love call, we're, we love Wardlow. We're only calling <laughs> we, it out the way we see it. Tony Khan and Creative fucked him up. Seriously. They did. I think they know they did. They know they did. Well, he's going to make. He's gonna have to make a career adjustment. Seriously. Yeah. Whether he stays with AEW and he fucking suffers mid-carditis or he goes to fucking WWE... And he wrestles The Miz on fucking Monday Night Raw. Or Baron Corbin. Or Baron Corbin. In NXT. Ah, we'll put him on NXT, pal. He'll probably fare better on NXT than he would on AEW, to be quite honest with you. 
Yeah, he's been he's been he's been kind of ruined, man. He got he got ruined in a way that Vince used to ruin people who he knew was leaving the company. Like, oh, you're gonna you're gonna go to AEW, pal, or we're gonna have you uh play with Mitch the Plant and and have you? Uh, we're gonna shave, shave your back, pal. Yeah, <laughs> when they know you're leaving, then okay. they, that's that's how they doing them, man. Fucking ridiculous, man. Uh, anyway, moving on from Warlow. Promo aired with Hiroshi Tanahashi. So last year he came close to beating John Moxley for the AEW title. This year he wants to face MJF. It's basically wow. it. He spoke in Japanese and that's all he said. Renee approached MJF about this and said, it's official. MJF will be facing Tanahashi at Forbidden Door. MJF said, uh, I'm going to say no to that one. <laughs> Don't feel like giving a world title shot to a rando from a rinky-dink indie fed in Japan. He said Tony Khan might have booked him, but it wouldn't be the first time he no-showed something he was booked for. Oh, What an asshole. Yeah. What a dick. It's official. They had a graphic for it and everything. He's going to be in Toronto against Tanahashi for the AW title. It's going to be great. With the titles on the line? Yeah. Oh, okay. There you go. Right. Add another date to the calendar of MJF wrestles. That'll be twice this month. In one fucking, month, bruh. Fucking geek. Oh, but he, he doesn't wrestle. It's twice in the month of June. It's more than Roman Reigns all summer. Go figure. We, we say this. We say this all the time, man. If you want to keep someone special, keep them, keep them out of the ring all the damn time. That's why when Roman Reigns wrestles, it's special. Yeah. Same, same for MJF. No problem same with Reigns. For, no problem with MJF. Yeah, same for, you know, hate him or love him, but same for Brock Lesnar. Bro, how many times did Mike Tyson fight in his in his in his heyday, man? How many, did he did he box every fucking week? Did he box every month? No. He could have boxed every month with him knocking everyone out in the first goddamn round. But a world championship world heavyweight boxer, bro. How many times do you do they do they box? No, two, two, maybe three, three maybe? It de- it depends on how how far their fights go. Um, if they go in twelve round slobber knockers, it'll be once a year. What about a UFC heavyweight champion? How many times are they in the they in the octagon defending the world's heavyweight title? It Two, depend, again, depend, depends on their fights. You know, if it's a if it's a short one, you know. Also, they they have they have obligations. They they have title defense obligations over at UFC and shit like that. But yeah, if dude. Not that, not that much. They don't fight that much, man. No, a couple of times a year at the most, at the most. I don't see you guys complaining about that. No, right? Nope. No, it's different. It's if if pro wrestling man. can do something a little bit more sports centric, I'm all for it. You don't it's need a- random fucking MJF matches. Yeah, we're gonna put MJF in a six man tag tonight. No. Yeah. We're gonna put Roman Reigns in a in a eight man tag tonight with the bloodline. No, I'm sorry. Yeah, we don't need How that. many times did you watch Conor McGregor fight? But my God, when he fought, though, man, it was big shit. You know, shit's going down. And you know, WWE's Tom- making the same fatal error with Seth Rollins. He's already defended the title against Damian Priest. He's got another open challenge uh, on Monday against who the fuck knows who they're going to put in the ring uh, against Seth Rollins. Then he's wrestling on Tuesday, Jess. He's wrestling Baron Corbin on NXT. He's defending the World Heavyweight title on fucking NXT, a developmental show against Braun Breaker. Yeah, Seth Rollins is headed for absolute definite burnout. Yeah. For sure. Factual information. Yes. You're going to get Rollins, you're going to get Rollins-itis eventually. Yep. If, if he doesn't get hurt. 
if he doesn't get hurt. At this rate, who knows? Tony Storm. Actually, no, before Tony Storm. This was definitely a uh, Tony Brown match. Oh, my goodness. Ooh, boy. Renee interviewed Orange Cassidy backstage. She asked about his next title defense. In walks Zack Sabre Jr., who challenged him to a match for his title. Garcia walked in and told Zack Sabre Jr. that he doesn't even work here. He asked Cassidy, where's your boy Shibata at? Cassidy said, oh, yeah, he'll be here next week. So how about you two against me and Shibata next week? Sabre Jr. didn't seem thrilled to be teaming with Danny Garcia as he walked off and said something, mouthed it off at Danny Garcia. But, bro, are we looking at maybe Orange Cassidy versus Danny Garcia versus Zack Sabre Jr. at Forbidden Door for the International Championship instead of... Zack Sabre being, I think he's the TV champion over there in New Japan, and then Orange Cassidy, the international champion. You can't have two champions going at it in a one-on-one match because somebody's going to have to lose. So in comes Danny Garcia, and there's your outcome, bro. Danny Garcia would take the pinfall in that triple threat match. Well, if that's what we're getting, and that's what kind of what they teased, Yeah, brilliant, take my money. There you go. You know, that's going to be a fantastic wrestling match right there. Yeah. That's gonna be good fucking time. That that could that could potentially, and I know we got some fucking bangers on the card, but that could potentially steal the show. Because I won't I wouldn't say that Okada and Danielson would steal the show because that match is supposed to be the show. That match is supposed to be at the top of the sh- at the top of the card. But I think this match has the potential to raise some eyebrows. Like I didn't expect this match to be this goddamn good. Now, you know what I'm curious about? We got Orange Cassidy and Will Ospreay last year Forbidden Door was easily the best match of the night, in my honest opinion. I thought it was one of the best matches of the entire year. Everybody was like, oh, Orange Cassidy can't wrestle. Oh, he proved you wrong, and he continues to prove you wrong. He's a fucking great wrestler, so shut your fucking mouth. <laughs> and now, Jesse, he's in the ring with somebody like Zack Sabre Jr., who, let me tell you something, man. I am not, I appreciate him. I'm not a fan of the style. I can't, I, I, I'm just, I'm just not a fan of that style of wrestling. He is one of the most fucking technical wrestlers on the planet. And Orange Cassidy is going to be in the ring with him. I want to see what fans are going to do now and say now about Orange Cassidy when he puts out a banger with Zack Sabre Jr. Oh, he can't wrestle. I mean, uh, what do what you guys, fucking blind? Yeah, I kind of hope we put the Orange Cassidy can't wrestle shit to bed with the string that he's been on. But but it's gimmick. It's It sucks. Yeah, I'm well, sorry. We got fucking Wendy Chu on NXT coming out in pajamas. I, I'm sorry. What? That's still a thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Look, you don't like his gimmick. I get it. To each his own, man. You don't have to like it. There are gimmicks that I don't like from great wrestlers. And I'll be the first to point out, like, I can't stand this gimmick. Nothing to do with the wrestler. I know this person can wrestle. I know they're great in the ring. I just don't like the Emi Sakura, the bane of my fucking existence, man. Not Your once favorite wrestler, say, bro. Emi Sakura, yeah. man. Not once. Just like Maki Ito is my favorite wrestler, man. And her Maki. fucking sing. <laughs> Whatever the Maki fuck was on BT. Maki was on BTE saying, fuck you, bitches. <laughs> Maki is off. Bro, Maki Ito is actually better on Twitter than she is in uh, AEW. <laughs> Maki Ito is awesome on Twitter, too. She is. But, yeah, I, I, I talk shit about, about Amy all the time. Never once you hear me say how she couldn't wrestle. 
I give her props on how much of a legend she is, how much she teaches the other wrestlers, how, how great of her experience. I just hate her gimmick. I hate her gimmick. So if you hate Orange Cassidy's gimmick, I get that. But that's not a reason to say that the guy can't wrestle because you know you're lying. You know you're wrong about that. Emmy Sakura, man. A Hall of Famer right there. Jesse's got Ugh. the fucking uh, Emmy Sakura autograph nailed to the wall, man, in the office. Uh, fuck it. I need a picture with Amy Sakura, man. And we'll get you one. I need one. We'll get you one in London, bro. There you go. Uh, Tony Storm and Sky Blue for the AW. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, man! That legitimately came out of nowhere, man. Woo! Woo! My goodness, man! Five star classic, bro. Now we didn't get we didn't get a bomb in the chat, but uh, Tony Storm and Sky Blue, man, this is, uh, bro. I, I I have a hankering for. Uh, <laughs> Uh, bro, I got, I got, I got to take it to the local uh, dessert Ooh. shop. Man. I got a hankering for cake. Cake, man, cake. I mean, time. where's Tony Brown? I saw him leave a super. Tony chair. Brown, where is he, man? Where is he? What, what type of cake you like, Tony Brown? Ooh, gotta work on that hairdo from Tony Storm, though. That yeah, heel hairdo yeah, sucks. yeah. Listen, listen. I don't mind it though. I don't mind. Yeah. I guess she's playing the heel, and uh, uh, I don't think anybody was looking at her hairstyle tonight, bro. It's let me tell you, man. Sky Blue is, uh, is, is something else. She didn't wrestle half bad here, man. There was there was a couple moments in this match where I'm like, yeah, holy shit, man. A little uh, a little misstep, a little miscommunication. But uh, I thought what she did for seven minutes here against Tony Storm wasn't half bad at all. Tony Storm wins in seven minutes. Soho was on the outside. She tried to get involved here, helping Storm win. She handed Storm a can of spray paint, distracted the referee. Storm was going to spray blue. Well, Blue sprayed her with her own can. She followed a sunset bomb. Referee was occupied with Soho. Storm recovered, delivered Storm zero. Uh, Storm was uh, only able to get a two count. Storm quickly shifted into a sharpshooter for the tap out victory. Storm, uh, Tony Storm retains the title in seven minutes. Uh, after the match was over, Storm and Soho attacked Sky Blue. The bell rung. And Willow, Willow, Nightingale ran out for the save. Uh, Storm and Soho bailed out to ringside. So it looks like, bro, we may be getting Willow Nightingale versus Tony Storm at Forbidden Door. Did you watch Willow versus Mercedes? I did not. You should. Willow, you'll get a whole new different respect for Willow. So when I heard about the match um, and the injury, I mean, to, to Sasha... My first reaction was, oh, man, did Willow, you know, get too stiff with her and hurt her? But then I saw the injury spot. It was just Mercedes falling off the, you know, the ring post, and she did that all on her own. But Willow was so damn stiff. She beat the holy shit out of Mercedes. Anyone in the chat who saw that match will tell you. She's, that, that was a physical-ass match, and I got a whole different respect my respect for Sasha for taking that shit is stays the same because I know I know how Sasha takes bumps and I know how much she fucking loves it. But my God, Willow man brought the heat in that match and she can whoop some ass, bro. I, I know if everybody in the chat saying JD Willow was good, Willow's good. Yeah, I never I don't have a problem with Willow. I, I don't. You know, I just I, I would like to see more of her. I don't. You know, AEW brought her in and 
You know, she went over to Japan to win that title that was made specifically for Sasha Banks until she got injured. And I'd like to see more of her. I'd like to know who she is, why I should care. I'd like to see her cut a promo. I'd like to see her wrestle more on Dynamite in a serious fashion. If Jesse's saying that what she did with Mercedes was great, I want to see more of that on AEW. Maybe yeah. we'll get that at Forbidden Door against Tony Storm, but, you know, uh, it's not the most intriguing match, and I'm always going to wonder if Sasha or Mercedes didn't get injured, what she would be doing at this Forbidden Door show, because you know for a fucking fact that she'd be on this show, whether it's against Tony Storm, whether it's against uh, Soraya, or, or somebody. But that's what I'm going to be thinking about now that we're getting possibly Tony Storm and Willow Nightingale. Yeah, that, that was, that's worth going back to just take, to take a look at that match, bro. Willow, Willow brought the pain, and you know Sasha dished it back out as well. But Willow, and I think the size of Willow and the size of Mercedes played into that because she's already so much bigger than her, and she was fucking throwing. Just watch it, bro. They, they were stiffing the holy hell out of each other, man, and it was great. It was really great shit. Renee, she interviewed Hook and Jungle Boy, Jack Perry. Jack Perry said he's feeling a little naked standing next to Hook without a title, so he accepted Sonata's open challenge for the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship. Quite the interesting choice there, TK. Renee asked Hook about a reaction. Jack Perry grabbed the microphone and said after he wins, he wants to keep teaming with Hook. He told Hook he's his best friend and it would mean the world to him if he'd be in his corner at Forbidden Door. Hook fist bumped Jack Perry and didn't say a word. A lot of people, Jesse, on social media were like, oh, we're getting healed Jungle Boy after this. Do you see Jungle Boy turning on Hook here? I no. wouldn't. I, I wouldn't turn. I wouldn't turn him. Uh, I mean, Jungle Hook no. is a legitimate thing. No, that's a team. That's a that's a legitimate thing. And Jungle Boy, I think he's years away from turning. I do. And he, Hook, he, years away from turning. I do. I do, man. I really do. He 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 has a long career to go, man. And he's he's a he's a over baby face. He's really really over right now. And and Luchasaurus just turned heel. Yeah. So if Jungle Boy turns heel, they might as well fucking get back together. I think they're fine. I think Jungle Boy's going to be faced for a long time. I can see Hook turning before um, Jungle Boy. Um, but even Hook is over as hell. And he doesn't, he doesn't say anything. He doesn't do anything. He just goes out there and kicks ass and then comes out of the ring. I don't see a reason to turn Hook heel either. I think they should just stay together the way they are. I read a report tonight. Don't know how true it is that Hook potentially has a contract coming up. And that WWE is seriously interested in bringing in Hook to WWE. And that so. Taz is going to prefer Hook to join WWE. What, what do you make of that, Jesse? Do, do you believe uh, anything about that new story coming out no. tonight? And uh, why would Taz push his son to go join WWE when he's got a nice cozy position in AEW? And he's so fucking young, bro. He hasn't even nope. done anything here yet. Nope. Don't believe. Did anyone hear Taz say it or did Taz post this? Then I don't believe it. No, no. He's not gonna sit. He's not gonna send his son. Let me see if I can to go it. get booked by WWE and Vince while he stays here in AEW and has zero imp. No. Yeah, it doesn't no. make sense. No, that's bullshit. Not happening. No. Nope. Well, apparently, uh, <laughs> this this it, it was actually something from WrestlingNews.co. I go click on the article and they took the article down. So never yeah. mind. Yeah, who'd have thunk it? Yeah, never that's mind. bullshit. Yeah. Taz probably commented. I never said this bullshit. Let's see. This, this, other, this other site says something. Let's see what this site says. 
Uh, it, it was noted by BWE, Better Wrestling Experience, this fucking Twitter account, this insider uh, quoted it. Um, Hook's AW contract status terms have not been confirmed. It was speculated that he is the easiest catch for WWE right now. He's 24 years old. And Hook, obviously, his father, Taz, works for AEW on commentary. Uh, reportedly, Taz wants his son in WWE, likely for obvious reasons, as well as exposure, experience, amongst others. Uh, I, I don't I, I don't know. Uh, I mean. No. It's not. It's not. Look, it's not to say that. Shawn Michaels can say he wants anybody he wants. That doesn't mean he's going to get him. It doesn't. No. I mean, it's not to say that Hook will never end up in the E or the main task that maybe maybe want him to go to the E one day, but he is yet to break out here. He's yet to break out here. He's not going to send him over there to try to break out. He needs to break out here to earn to earn the right to call his dollar amount and call his shots when he leaves to go to WWE. Yeah. He's not going anywhere. And I would not break up Jungle Boy and Hook. I think they're a viable tag team, and they should keep them together for a little bit because I think there is uh, a lot to explore there. Yeah. yeah. We got the main event. We got the Young Bucks, Adam Hangman Page, John Moxley, Wheeler Yuta, and Claudio Castagnoli in a six-man tag team match. Brian Danielson was out for commentary, sitting in on the main event. We got a vignette airing on Forbidden Door's lineups with clips of wrestlers in action, sound bites. We got Excalibur hyping up the Forbidden Door lineup. And the one match announced for Collision. Promos aired for Collision. Big six-man tag team match in the main event. Jay White. And I don't... Listen. I, I, I'm i still trying to figure it out, Jesse. I, I, I'm not yeah. sure you are aware yeah. of this, bro. But Juice Robinson... Listen to this, bro. Groundbreaking information. Juice Robinson is rock hard. I don't, I'm trying for my fucking life to figure out why, man. I can't figure out why. Well, I know he was extra rock hard tonight, man. Jesus Christ, man. Oh, my goodness. We got Juice Robinson, Jay White, and Samoa Joe against FTR and Mr. Punk. Excalibur said. Buried White. Buried. Oh, yeah. he's, He's fucking buried six feet under. Very James. Fuck out of okay. here. Excalibur said Miro would be in action. Miro's back. The Redeemer is back. Can't wait. I'm looking forward to that. Plus, we got Wardlow Luchasaurus for the TNT title. Sky Blue and Willow versus Tony Storm and Soho on, on collision. And get this. Andrade El Idolo against go. Buddy fucking Matthews, man. Now that... I'm actually looking forward to that more than the main event. There we go. Now, that's a I'm collision. I'm looking forward to whatever Miro's doing, too, over the main event. I think the main event feels like a house show match, basically. No. Come on. It's what it feels like. What did FTR and Punk have to do with each other before this all went down, before Punk left? I don't know. Nothing. The answer's nothing. They had nothing to do with each other. What did Samoa Joe have to do... I mean, the answer's nothing. Listen, man, all I want is story to come out of this, man. How are we going to get into episode two? Are, are, are there going to be stories coming out of these matches? I would hope so. I hope so. I hope so. I hope so. One story coming out is already better than Rampage every Friday. There you go. Yes, Juice Robinson used Code JD for Blue Chew. Yes. Man. I don't think he needs it, though. Clearly, he doesn't Ooh. need it. Moving, moving on. We got the main event. What a match. My wife was in the room when that happened, too. She came out. 
And um, Sky Blue came out. My wife said, oh, I like Sky Blue's outfit. I said, yeah, me too. Yeah. Me too. Sky Blue's great, huh? Tell you, man, Chicago, Sky, Blue, Sky Blue's in top five. Easy. You see how it, you see how it goes in Chicago, man. What's happening in Chicago? Sky Blue's from Chicago. Oh, yeah, that's right. See? There you go. Maybe I should move to Chicago. Yeah, maybe. Brian Danielson's on commentary. Young Bucks out there. This is their first match on Dynamite in three months. Again, that's hard to believe. They were all dressed as Cowboys. Hangman Page out there. All six guys started brawling early. The Elite hit triple super kicks to send the BCC to the outside. Matt laid out Utah with a powerbomb on the edge of the apron. Nick Page took out Moxley and Claudio with big double dives. Nick hit a springboard face buster to Moxley, but he tried a moonsault to the floor, and Claudio caught him with a big slam. Matt hit a big cross body to the floor to take out Moxley and Claudio, but he was dropped by Utah. With a German suplex. That looked vicious. Moxley fought back. Big King Kong Larry on Nick. And he remained isolated with the heels over the baby faces here. Nick got the hot tag to Adam Page. Danielson was pointing out uh, how something could be wrong with Moxley's arm. He was clutching his arm. Page continued to run crazy on Yuta and Claudio. Yuta ate a buckle bomb. Double inzuguris by the Bucks. Matt did his locomotion, Northern Lights suplexes on Yuta, and then one on both Yuta and Moxley. Big springboard double stomp by Nick, rolled through, ate a Moxley cutter. Moxley and Claudio connected with a doomsday device. Moxley then got the rear naked choke on. Nick hit a swanton bomb to break it up. Claudio uh, ate a super kick. He no-sold it and then took Matt out with a huge rocket launcher by Yuta with the assist from Claudio. Matt got the knees up. Super kick party by the Bucks. Page made the tag, laid out Yuta. Big pop-up powerbomb, BTE trigger, and the Buck shot by Adam Page. And the hung Bucks get the victory here on Dynamite against the Blackpool Combat Club. Now, the post-match, this is where things get interesting. Claudio Moxley attacked as Moxley launched Nick over the barricade. Eddie Kingston's music hits. He's finally back on AEW Dynamite. He runs out, and he's taking out Claudio. Big brawl is on. Yuta was taken care of. Moxley and Kingston had a face-off. Bucks attacked Moxley. And then we got uh, Kanosuke Takeshita hitting the ring to attack Kingston. This led to Kenny Omega coming out, and he's brawling with Takeshita. Uh, he planted Takeshita with a snapdragon. Bucks and Page took out the BCC with big dives. Right as Omega was going for the Terminator dive, Will Ospreay appeared and wiped out Omega. He got big holy shit chance here. Omega then was clocked by Osprey with the hidden blade, and he stood tall. He hit another hidden blade as Dynamite went off the air, and Osprey connected with a Stormbreaker as well. Callus was at ringside with Takeshita, and they were all celebrating the downfall here of Kenny Omega at the end of dynamite. There was a lot to unpack here, man. What the fuck is Eddie Kingston's involvement here? I don't know. I don't know. But let's start with Wheeler Yuta being the official pin eater of the BCC. Yes. This That's exactly what he is. This has to stop. Well, who are you gonna pin? I don't know, but he can't take every L. Not every L. Unless you're gonna, I mean, 
turn it into the story, turn it into a story. Maybe, maybe they, I know that they were touching on it with, with Danielson and everything else and how he was disciplined for taking the L. But it seems that whenever they book BCC into a match that they, they're not supposed to win, it's fucking you to eating the L every time. How's he supposed to grow? I don't know. You know, I don't know. So Kingston, um, Kingston's back. He inserts himself into here, but he doesn't want to touch Moxley. Moxley's still his boy. Moxley didn't like how Kingston came out to save him. He doesn't need his fucking help. And this is that. Do you add Kingston to the BCC? No, what I what I think we get here is I think we get Claudio and Eddie Kingston at Forbidden Door for the Ring of Honor title. That's what I think we do. And Eddie Kingston wins the Ring of Honor title. They already did that match, though. Do it again? Yeah. I think? Okay. Because you know what I, you know you know you know what I, I, I we need we need guys like Claudio off that show, bro. It's it's a fucking disaster over there. It, it, yeah, it, like Claudio it. should not be on Ring of Honor television. He needs to be on Dynamite in something important. He needs to be with the Blackpool Combat Club. He doesn't he doesn't, he doesn't belong over there. That's true. I mean, me personally, I like to see Eddie Kingston here in the AEW. Well, well. That, that too. But I mean, if you got one or the other, I'm going to choose Claudio over Eddie Kingston. I think. Yeah, I mean, because we need the BCC. Here, yeah. So. So yeah, absolutely. Um, but I have no problem with with Eddie Kingston being ROH champion. Only problem I have with it is that we're gonna have him over there instead of over here. Yeah. I mean, That's for the only. for the time being, I mean he's not gonna be Ring of Honor champion forever. Yeah. Yeah. Then we got Will Ospreay, Kenny Omega. I'm fucking stoked about that match. I loved the first uh well the the match earlier this year at Russell Kingdom. Uh, they're gonna fucking kill it. What a double main event. We got Osprey and Omega and then Danielson and, and Okada. So, I mean, just by that, Forbidden Door is sold for a lot of people. And uh we got Kanosuke Kanosuke Takeshita. Are, are we are we looking at a Takeshita Omega match at some point before Forbidden Door, bro? Or are we gonna bring in Kota Ibushi to wrestle Takeshita at Forbidden Door? Oh, that's the money match, man. That, yeah. that's we're, we're we're all building to Omega versus Takeshita. Yeah. Um I don't think it comes soon. I think it comes after, after Forbidden Door. Yeah. Um, what if we get it at All In? Well, I mean, it's a possibility. Possibility. You know, that's gonna that that's Don's handpicked guy. You know, the feud right now is Don versus Kenny, which is not a match we know. So it will be Takeshita versus Kenny, and they have plenty of time to build to it. They have plenty of um ways and to make it a blood feud as it should be um i think we I, I think we get it around all in man unless unless they have something bigger on the plate for for omega i think we can get to that one get to that one at all in i legitimately thought we were going to see Kota as soon as we saw Takeshita tonight and we had like five minutes left to go on the show i thought we were getting Kota ibushi yeah we'll, we'll get there soon man i thought he's this coming. was a what, what happened i'm sorry he's coming he's coming yes I, I thought this was uh, yes, he is. Uh, <laughs> I thought this was a tremendous show tonight. Um, Rampage, they got the United Empire. That's Will Ospreay, Jeff Cobb, and Kyle Fletcher taking on Rocky Romero, Chuck Taylor, and Trent Beretta. And then Kanosuke Takeshita will go one on one with Bandito. Why? Because it's Rampage. True. Okay. Does it need a why? It's Rampage. Rampage. Okay. Collision. Miro in action. Sky Blue, Willow, Nightingale versus Tony Storm and Ruby Soho. Buddy Matthews versus El Idolo, Andrade. Wardlow defends the TNT title against Luchasaurus and CM Punk with FTR against Switchblade Jay White. 
Juice Robinson, and Samoa Joe. Dynamite next week. We're looking at Orange Cassidy and Katsuyori Shibata versus Zack Sabre Jr. and Daniel Garcia. So Forbidden Door is in full swing. And I am here for it, man. Tony Khan's going to go all out for Forbidden Door. I can't wait. Collisions this Saturday night. Lots to look forward to, man. Lots of excitement here. Lots of stuff going on. A lot of... I'm... I'm we getting, I think we're getting spoiled with these dream matches for Forbidden Door. And oh, everything. but there's no stories, man. Oh, that's right. That's right. No story. That's Forbidden right. Door is the story, you fucking half-witted idiot. Right. Oh, that's right. Joey Clemenza said they have they have nothing on the on the books for Thunder Rosa for Saturday, do they? No. She may have a promo. Maybe you know Maybe you know what I two. you know what you know what I'd like to to know, bro. The, 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 this the, this should end the uh, oh, but there's no story discussion for, it, with, with Forbidden Door. If this was reversed, if WWE was walking through the Forbidden Door in New Japan and there were no story, I'm sure these oh fucking same people complaining about AEW not having any story. I, I'm sure they'd love it on the WWE side, and they'll be throwing it in AEW's face. Ha ha ha! You can't get a partnership with New Japan, but we have it. WWE Guarantee. does not play well with Impact. Impact has a working relationship with New Japan. They're they're doing a Forbidden Door type show. So, I mean, everyone's working with New Japan except WWE. I thought we discussed this last week, too. This is the wrestling version of the MLB, NBA, Pro Bowl, All-Star Game. You know, that's that's all it is. Yeah. It's just awesome, man. There's times when people will sit around and say, what if we get Kenny Omega... You know, versus Osprey. What if we get Brian Danielson versus Okada? You only see that shit in video games. Now we're getting it in real life, and then the haters want to say, "Well, there, there's there's no story." Let me tell you something. It's, who, who said this in the chat? Who who said this in the chat? Let me see if I can find this comment. Somebody, somebody just mentioned uh, Alexander Fitzgerald. Comment of the evening. Forbidden Door is like ECW One Night Stand. The story is the pay per view. It's about which company is better. There you go. Wow, man. And you know what? ECW One Night Stand 1 and 2 were some of the best WWE pay-per-views ever. Ever. Those shows were fucking great. And I loved every bit of it. Tommy Dreamer and fucking Terry Funk versus Edge and Mick Foley, bro. I'll never forget it. John Cena versus yeah. Rob Van Dam. Taz versus... Oh, no, it wasn't Taz. It was uh, who was it? Kurt Angle versus... Um, who the fuck did Kurt Angle wrestle? I don't remember. Jerry Lawler versus uh, somebody on that show. It was it was just great shit. Sabu versus Rey Mysterio. Did it need a? Did it need, where was the story there? There was no story there. They they know that uh, these these just diehard AEW haters are just gonna shit on whatever it is. If it had story, they would find something else to complain about. Yeah. So I stop I stopped taking you know obvious shit like that from the E trolls. Like oh, Forbidden Door. There's no story. Oh okay. yeah, yeah. It was it was Randy Orton versus Kurt Angle because Kurt Angle was ECW at that point on ECW WWE side. So I right. thought, yeah, that was that was great. Yeah, yeah. It was Taz, Taz versus Jerry Lawler. Yes, there you go. Yeah, dude. You you they'll find a way. So just let them just let them have their way. Just let them find something to make themselves feel better about the fact that AEW is doing something awesome and WWE is not. It's not to say WWE does nothing awesome, but this is fucking cool. This is awesome that AEW is doing this with New Japan. Stop pretending that it's not. This is fucking great, man. Yeah, while we have uh, a fucking uh, dream match show for the ages, you guys can sit there with uh, your uh, Becky Lynch and the... (laughs) 
<laughs> enjoy Cody and Brock 15. Yeah. Okay. Just... Yeah, really. Anyway, guys, uh, I appreciate the uh, the banter back and forth. I appreciate you guys being here. We're going to get into the Super Chats in just a second. Follow me on social media, at JD from NY206, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Cameo. Make sure you guys hit that subscribe button down below. Turn on the bell for notifications. Thumbs up. I would love if you hit it. We have 735 likes. I'd love to get as close to 1,000 as possible. Super Chats are open as last call. Get them on in. You guys can continue to get them on in. Ask away anything you want. Go check out all the other content on the channel, including last night's debut episode of the new show on Tuesday nights right here on OTS TNT with my guy, Andrew Baydala. Great discussion over there. Go check that out. It's on uh, Spotify, iTunes, and Podbean as well for you guys who want the audio version. And follow Jesse on... Say again? I'll be getting this Monday Night Raw song right now. Uh, I don't know, because I like it. Oh. And follow Jesse on Twitter, man. Shot Town Smart can follow him on YouTube as well. He's got the Impact thing covered if you guys are fans of Impact Wrestling. Joseph Taylor. $7 Super Chat. Two things, JD. Jesse, your favorite TLC match, and I want to wish Jesse and all the other men out there a happy Father's Day. Thank you. I forgot about that. Uh, favorite TLC match, man. I I couldn't tell you. TLC yeah, match, was... probably probably the probably the first one with the with, with the uh, Dudleys. No, it's the second. The second one, yeah. It's, 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 yeah. I know which one you think. It's yeah. the second. Yeah. A TLC two with, with Dudleys and the Hardys and Edge and Christian. TLC, the greatest TLC match ever. Yeah. Beyond the scripts, thank you, brother, for re-upping your membership. Joseph Taylor also with the $2 Super Chat. Who's better in the ring, Kenny Omega or Finn Balor? Kenny Omega. Kenny Omega. One-winged Will Will with two months. Thank you, brother. Uh, yo, JD, Forbidden Door is looking good. Who would you put against Sonata? I got Mox or Pack. Well, that was announced tonight. One-winged Will Will. It will be Jungle Boy versus Sonata for the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship. Don't get that one. Tony Brown, $4.99, more than a mouthful tonight, guys. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Fucking Tony. Michelle Moran with a $2 Super Jets. Sting, Darby, Sammy Jericho should be a fun match. Absolutely. Tony Brown with a $1.99. Jesse, I'll be a taco crew tomorrow. There you go. Gracias. Why Jake. not have? Why not hold? I would have held qualifier matches to see who gets to face Sonata. What do you think about that? Um, I don't know, man. We're uh, looking at next week's uh, pay per view. So next week's the pay per view. Next week is. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Gotta get it going. Jacob smiling with ten months. Thank you, man. Best diamond of the year. Hope you fellas had a good night, and I appreciate your work. Cheers to ten months, JD. Thank you for being here, brother. Appreciate you. Nive 45 with a Canadian 25 in Super Chat. Hey, JD, I told you on Twitter that you got to let TK slow cook. Anyway, love the show. That was truly one of the best Dynamites ever. Excited about Collision and Forbidden Door 2 will be their best pay-per-view ever till All In 2, that is. Yeah, Tony Khan slow cooks a little bit too much, man. Eventually, you got to take that fucking pot off the, the stovetop. 
I'm glad he did what I asked him to tonight, though. And he announced matches for Collision. We got a full card, and Forbidden Door has several matches announced as well. He needed to. We got one week till the pay-per-view, and we got fucking two days till Collision. And three weeks, no Jeff Jarrett. Yes. <laughs> Unbelievable. Golden Boy with a 20 months great AEW tonight. You guys always kill it. The MGF Cole match had me so invested. What do you think that no meant that popped up and Orange Cassidy didn't open? LOL. I don't know. I don't know what the no means. It may be nothing. It could have been a, a mishap. They had production mishaps happen. No big deal. A Watson with 12 months. Yo, JD, have you played Days Gone? No, I have not. I heard it was bad and too long. And Jesse, yeah, where's where's my drink? Cheers, guys. I tried playing it. I didn't like it. It looked like a knockoff Last of Us anyway. Yeah. Drew Gilmore with 10 months. Hey, guys, tonight was a bomb of a show. Stoked for Forbidden Door. Idea for CM Punk, Mega Heat. What if he turns on FTR and joins the Bullet Club? No. Don't see it. No. Good try, though, Drew. The Woofness Way with 24 months. Golden microphone is mine. Hell of a show tonight. I'm amped for what's to come this summer. I've been away leveling up here, but always will be OTS for life. Woofness, I appreciate you, brother. 24 months and you got that golden microphone, man. Now we work our way to 36 months and that beautiful OTS title belt. M. Skirata. With a $2 Super J. MJF versus Cole versus Tanahashi at Forbidden Door 2. Could be. We got one more dynamite till we get to Forbidden Door, so maybe. And one collision. J Ray with a $10 Super J. You guys want the stories? TK is giving you stories. You wanted a banger dynamite with importance and progression? TK delivered tonight. AEW will rule the summer, so let things flow and play out. I don't know what you're talking about, bro. All I wanted was fucking matches announced. 24 with a 199. MJF's kayfabe is what we need. It makes it feel real. Yes. Okay. Um, Here's what I would have did with Sonata. I'm trying to I'm trying to figure this shit out. Just a Jungle Boy Sonata match just seems a little odd. I would have advertised for a match at Forbidden Door, Fatal 4-Way, Triple Threat, to happen earlier on in the show, and the winner gets Sabata later on in the show. You could have New Japan guys in the match, AEW guys in the match, and then somehow have Jungle Boy go over in that one, and then he has a reason to lose to Jibata, uh, Jibata, um, Sonata because he was in a match earlier tonight. Shibata or Sonata? Sonata. 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 A lot of S's. It's a lot of S's. Sonata. Uh, Joseph Taylor with Fight All Super Show. I would like to see Chris to come out to Painless. That's kind of a dark song. I don't like that song, though. I think that song is awful. I never heard the song. Dark Passenger is a good song by Fozzie. That could be a decent song for Jericho to come out to. Um, we got... Francis Loop with all these super chats. Thank you, brother. 10, 10, 10, 10. Oh, my God. Uh, hey, JD, I watched you and Ticket Drew on TNT. I loved it. Can't wait for Tuesday. 
Why did, thank you, brother. Uh, why did Anna J wrestle Chris Statlander for the TBS title on Rampage when Julia Hart beat Anna J twice? It's a good question. It's a good question. Maybe they got plans for Julia Hart that we don't know of. Hey, Jesse, what is going on with the Ring of Honor? Stu Grayson is wrestling with the righteous against the Dark Order. Why isn't this major storyline being seen on primetime TV on Ring of Honor? Collision. Fuck what I know. Who cares, bro? I have no idea. I don't watch ROH at all. At all. ROH is seen by 9,000 people weekly, bro. Maybe, if if that. Who cares? Major storyline, huh? What's so major about it? Breaking up Stu Grayson from Evil Uno is not a good idea. I don't know why they're on Ring of Honor. They should be on AEW. Clear the air with E says, Takeshita versus Bandito is an effing awesome match. Yes. Stop. Okay. I mean, what? All right. Stop what? What the fuck? Did... Okay. All you asked was why. Why? Because it's Rampage. They don't give a fuck about Rampage. Chris Statlander has had two knee surgeries. Maybe she shouldn't do the tombstone type pile driver where she lands on her knees risking injury. So Swerve Strickland went from hit row to embassy. Yes. Yeah. Chris Statlander is always going to have knee problems, man. Yeah. She's well aware of it, too. So, I mean, you know, the, the, the pile driver is probably not the worst thing happening to her knees in her wrestling matches, but... She's very, she's very, I watched an interview with her. She's very weary and concerned about getting another knee injury. So I'm sure she's all on top of it. Yeah. Uh, Francis also says, total upgrade for Swerve. Could we see Tony Storm and the AW women's title on collision since the TBS title should be showcased on TBS Dynamite? Got to go back to work. Good night, guys. <laughs> uh, we, uh, we pitched for a hard brand split with the TBS title being on Dynamite. And the TNT title being on collision, yes, but I don't, I don't know if they're going to go that route. I don't think Tony Khan wants to uh, dedicate titles to specific shows. John Borelli, thoughts on The Exorcist and American History X? Not a fan. You don't like American History X? Yeah. I did. I thought it was fucking fantastic. Man. Exorcist, I mean, not a fan of uh, those types of films. Nah, Exorcist is... Uh, Tony Brown with a $2 Super Chat. MJF is an MLW alumni. Yes, he is. Yes. Omega Khan with a $5 Super Chat. Sky Blue versus Tony Storm. And add Juicy Willow equals get the lotion out of the basket. Uh, uh, you guys are fucking sick, perverted freaks, man. Uh, but I feel you, though, man. I feel you. Can't, can't, uh, can't blame me there, Omega Khan. Yeah. Uh, Carlos Ortiz with a 199. Do we see Mercedes Monet make an appearance at Forbidden Door? Um, I don't know the severity of her ankle injury. And if I know Mercedes, uh, or one thing about Mercedes is that she is very secretive. So you don't know how how uh, injured that ankle really is. I don't even know. She, she may not even have an ankle injury for all we know. Yeah, maybe it was all the work. But yeah, like he said, it's, it's all it's all de- depending on the severity of that injury. If If... Forbidden door is out. I expect her at all in yep. if the injury allows. Yeah. 
Uh, DJ Foot Clan with a five. No message. Thank you, DJ. HVJRC with a 199. Would MJF be a bigger loss to AW than the Elite? No. No, the Elite is. The Elite are the heart and soul of the company. You lose all three EVPs, bro, in a year where they are producing their biggest content ever. No. Absolutely not. It'll be a, a, a fucking loss that they may not even come back from. Yeah, no, they can't lose the Elite. Robert Lamoa with a five dollars. I honestly think Warlow and MJF should shouldn't have broken up. They should be together until the end of MJF's title reign. I think they did a great job breaking them up. They did a great job breaking them up. It might have been a little bit, a little bit too long, Robert. But uh, you know, if he was still hot, that would be an easy shoe in there for MJF and Wardlow. But they just dropped his momentum. Dead. I mean, the breakup was fine. They, I mean, he was the bee's knees. He was the fucking the best thing going on as far as the baby face in AEW. And now, the one gives a shit. You can look at it and take it at surface value just like that. He was the one thing the crowd wanted to see more than anyone else. And now, no one gives a shit. And it's not on Wardlow. He did nothing wrong himself. Drizzy Drew, 199. Looks like BJ Whitmer is out. J- Jimmy Jacobs is in. Who's BJ Whitmer? Apparently, he was a backstage producer that got accused of uh, some sexual allegations oh, or some uh, domestic violence nonsense. That's the guy. Yeah, yeah, I heard yeah. about that. Go, get rid of him. Yeah. Domestic violence, get rid of him. Even yeah. though he should be, he should be. Uh, Innocent until proven guilty. It's not the way it works. It's guilty until proven innocent. And then and then well, you're fucked anyway. They normally do their own preliminary investigation. Yeah. So they'll look into it and they if they find out, they'll talk to him and say, Oh, well, this is what happened. You know, she hit me first and then I just turned and I just hit her back. Uh, so you hit her? So you I, hit her? I, I've, okay. re- I've already had history of domestic violence allegations. Yeah. So I mean he's probably just a, a lost cause. Yeah. Uh, Omega Con with a five. Happy early Father's Day to Jesse and all the dads in OTS. Cheers. Thank you, Omega. Thank you, yeah. I, I genuinely forgot it was coming up. Thank you. Sunday, yeah. Uh, Jeremy Lewis with a 20. JD and eh. Maybe Jesse. Ibushi is on bad terms with New Japan. I have doubts on his return on a cross-promotion match from him on this premise. Have you heard differently? I think if so, he'll be, he'll only debut with AEW. Uh, I heard that he was working on mending the relationship with New Japan. That's as far as I read. He did have a high-profile separation. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see, man. But I appreciate the 20 spot, man. Thank you. Uh, Robert Lamont with a 5. Hey, JD and Jesse, would you date to marry young, prettiest trans woman or old, ugliest woman? What? I'm not... Dealing with a trans I'm not. Woman. I'm not. No, I. 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 No. No. no I, I. I. I would not date a trans woman. No. No. I would not have have any relationship with a trans woman. Period. No. Come on now. It's. It's, it's no disrespect to anyone. It's. It's just no. not my thing. No. It's, it's not. not it's me. not. It's not. It's not how I roll. Uh, Alexander Fitzgerald. Thank you, brother. Ten dollars super jazz. Speaking of ECW one night stand. Which ECW One Night Stand did you like the best? I like the second one better than the first one, Alexander. 2006 with Sabu versus Rey Mysterio was a banger. The table spot was insane. Yes, I, I loved everything about that show. I think it was the first one. Which one was it with um, Rob Van Dam and Cena? Second one. Okay, then yeah, that's the one to me. Clear the air with E. 
$4.99. All in main event, question mark. Um, good question. That's a good question, man. If it ain't the six-man tag that we all want, I don't know what it is. Good question. We got we to gotta see how, how, how things fall apart and come apart and for, at Forbidden Door. We have a better, clearer picture of what's looking like, what it's looking like for all in. Yeah. We got two $9.99 Super Chats from him. What's up, JD? What's up, Chi-Town? Hope you two had a wonderful day as I did. Speaking of champions not wrestling a lot, Gunther doesn't wrestle so often either for those who say MJF doesn't wrestle a lot. Gunther wrestles a lot more than MJF. Gunther wrestles a lot more than uh, everybody. Yeah, I know that. I don't even watch WWE that much. Question for both. One dream match from 80, 90, and 2000s. If I could pick one, maybe Cena Hogan. I think a match like that would be crazy or Stone Cold versus Cena. There's so many, man. Rock versus Shawn Michaels. Shawn Michaels versus Eddie Guerrero. Kurt Angle versus Bret Hart. I mean, you could you could have an endless discussion of fucking dream matches, man. Yeah, that's true. 2000s. Uh... Did we ever get Rock and Edge? Uh, I don't think so. There's one that no one's been talking about. I don't know. Finn versus Ooh. Eddie. Bret Hart versus Brian Danielson is another one, yes. Taker yeah. Sting is another one, yes, in their prime, yeah. Joseph Taylor with a five dollar super chat. Jay Z, Jesse, should I watch ECW One Night Stand 2006? I've never watched it. Yes, you absolutely fucking should watch it, yes. Joseph Taylor. It's one of the greatest WWE pay-per-view productions ever. Yes, absolutely. The best crowd ever in that Hammerstein ballroom. Anyway, guys, uh, I'm about to get out of here. I got some Grandmaster Nightfalls to do on Destiny. And uh, I want to relax because it's been a long fucking day. It's been a long week so far. It's only Wednesday. But um, anything you want to say before we get the hell out of here, Jessica? No, man. Um, join me tomorrow. Let's get back into Impact, man. See what they got for us in the next round of tapings. And if again, if you have not seen I checked on YouTube. I couldn't find it. But um, the highlight reel is there. But go check out Masha Slamovich versus Killer Kelly. Dog collar match. You won't be disappointed. There you go. Listen to the man. Follow me on social media. At JD from NY206. Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and Cameo. Make sure you guys hit that subscribe button down below. Turn on the bell for notifications. Next time you see me live will be on Saturday, man. I'm going live twice. 12 noon on Saturday with SmackDown. I will not be live after SmackDown on Friday. I will I will be at House of Glory. So you guys are going to have to bear with me on that. Sorry, I don't make the schedule. And then after SmackDown, an afternoon of... Rest and then AEW Collision, where Jesse and I will be live right here, man. So live twice on Saturday. Look forward to that. Hit that subscribe button down below. Turn on the bell for notifications. Go check out all the other videos on the channel, including the brand new show with Ticket Drew, Andrew Baydala, and myself called TNT. It's on the homepage right now. And all the other short form videos that are on the channel right now plenty of content for you guys and I'll see you guys tomorrow man I'm sure I'll have some 
videos in the sub boxes tomorrow afternoon. So look forward to that. Until then, guys, have a great night. Thank you for the super chats. Thank you for all the support. Hit that thumbs up, and I'll see you back here tomorrow right here on Off The Script. I'll see you guys later. Done, man. How are you unable to find the wish wall? I don't know, man. I don't. Know. I just can't find it. It's easy as shit. That's the easiest part of the whole thing. They don't they give you directions on the video I sent you? I I can't follow. I can't follow the fucking video directions. What the? Do they give you spoils out of those chests or no? Out of these chests, no. But I got chests you can get spoils from. And load up. We'll play. We'll we'll run these chests right now. Uh, uh, I'm gonna load it up right now. Um, where do I get spoils from? What's the best place to get spoils? We're gonna get spoils from the um. Which one? Which one? Which which one is uh, the Sabatoon Sabatoon uh, Throne World? Uh, that is what the. Got the name. It's Rolk, right? The uh, yeah, that 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 that. Um, Let's see. Got the name. Turn, right. turn it on right now. But that's where you get spoils from. Those are easy too. You got a little bit of fighting to do in that one, but nothing crazy and no wall glitching. But yeah, free spoils, man. Every week. Every fucking week. I'm loading in right now. Dude, dude, I, dude, I have never, ever, ever, ever done the last wish raid, but I've gotten all these fucking last wish raid weapons, dude, spoils. The last wish chest don't drop spoils, but the other ones do. And they get videos all over YouTube about how to get solo chests. Some of them, yeah, do have the glitching in there, and that shit I don't have the patience for. That shit I'm not gonna do, but... The other ones, yeah, you just fucking go up to them and get them, bro. You should be able to get at least, at least like 15 fucking spoils every week. Wait, uh, somebody's telling me they got banned in the chat. The Grim Bands on. He, people were being dicks tonight. Let's see. It's my damn. There we go.
think I got a checkpoint save too for one of these. But at the same time, I wanted to show you what a wish wall is, but instead of just taking you right to it. Uh, which character? Maybe I'll do both. I'll just take you and show you what a wall is. You can pull up the codes on like Google images, bro. And they're all over the place. Oh, you know the codes? Yeah, they're all on Google, man. It's all on the internet. Let's pull up the wish wall. Let's pull up the wish wall. And all of the fucking codes are right there, man. Last wish raid, wish wall. And you'll see all that shit. <laughs> 